0: This episode is brought to you by Manscaped. Get ready to fall back into good hygiene and impeccable grooming with Manscaped. Join the two million men worldwide using Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with promo code LASERTIME.
1: Welcome to episode 443 of Vigigame Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Raparez, and I, for one, am very excited about more Dune sequels because, as a manworm hybrid myself, I demand to see more manworm representation on screen. We are coming to you from the Andrew Aka Memorial Studio of the Airwaves. If you want Damn. to get on the studio naming action, go to patreon.com slash lasertime. Who else is joining me?
0: A oh, Halloweener Antista,
2: but... dune lover uh holy shit that i like dune are we doing dune names sporty spice matthew allen oh come now (laughs)
3: and special guest (laughs) well damn i didn't know we're doing dune names uh anthony abbott i was gonna be the pumpkin king you can be the pumpkin king
2: you can
0: can.
1: still it's still halloween it's a you can be the pumpkin spice Spice king pumpkin Pumpkin spice Spice king King, right there you can be
0: the lord of house pumpkin and still (laughs) stream it
3: I love all of this.
1: So Anthony Abbott, thank you for joining us. Where can people
3: see or hear more of you? You can find me on twitch.tv slash Brady, where I've been, Uh, I've kind of been revisiting games I've never played before, and lately I'm playing Symphony of the Night for the first time. Oh Wow, Wow. that's a good one. It is the season. Yeah.
4: Yeah,
2: Yeah, I I bought that collection, and I've been playing Rondo of Blood, you know, the the Requiem collection with the two of those games, which is like... Literally, they did nothing to those games except put them together in one package. But, man, both good games. What more do you
1: need? Yeah, Yeah, Rondo of Blood, probably the best of the classic, just uh, linear Castlevanias. And uh, Symphony of the Night, the beginning of Metroidvania as we know it.
2: The, the beauty of Rondo's it's not really linear it's its very much like uh, mm. you know Bloodstained Curse of the Moon I can tell was really drawing inspiration from that one because it's, it's the one where you're supposed to go back when you unlock other characters uh. and unlock more secrets in the levels and mm. stuff it's great the, weir-
3: yeah. the weird thing about playing Symphony for me right now is I just beaten Dark Souls 1 for the first time and I feel like, oh my God, we're 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 vibing. I'm, I'm playing through Demon Souls right now. You and I are
2: like on a weird gaming yeah. vibe right now. <laughs> and I, I feel like, like it weirdly
3: really prepared me for Symphony tonight in a strange way.
2: Absolutely, yeah. Well, well, you got the the step back right in the Soul series, and you got mm. the float back with Alucard. Yeah, yeah. I get ya.
1: Nice, nice. Well,
2: happy Halloween,
1: everybody. This is our final show of Spooktober, and I guess this is coming out on the 29th, October 29th. So Halloween is right around the corner. I hope you all got your costume ideas and plans because uh covid definitely isn't still a thing
0: but it's uh it's going to be a fun show we got we got a top five our our last i should say that like i very easily got my third shot it is very easy to do uh i did it through the cvs website i feel fucking invincible I not only don't wear a mask anywhere anymore. I walk in with my mouth open, <laughs> like, like a just, diagram in a just medicine like a, commercial, a
2: gaping fish. Just, oh, I'll, I'll have what he said. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'll, I'll plug that as well. I um, I'll just check. You might not think you qualify yet, yeah. but you might like because I'm a. I heard eight months. It was, it's,
0: the website said six months since your your last shot. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's six
2: months since your last shot. But but check, you might qualify. Like I I qualified because I'm a little portly gentleman uh, and have asthma. And so, yeah, I I was able to go to my local Rite Aid, get the shot, super easy, same place I got my first two shots, they update your card, I check California has the whole digital thing which shows, you know, but yeah, it's very easy, Uh do recommend if you haven't done so or are thinking about it, look into it, because you might be qualified Mm. already.
1: I think the, the, the cards have like four or five slots on them though. Like have, has, anyone data mined these yet to see mm-hmm. if there's like extra content coming? Like are we, can we expect more boosters? <laughs> is that, is
3: yes. there Madonna DLC yeah. or it's, something? It's, what, what is
2: the last shot in this Smash season it's, pass? It's, it's very, very sadly person. a Fire Emblem character. <laughs> <laughs> <It's a laughs> I mean, Sakurai almost died for this, Michael. Mm-hmm. You know, you, yeah, you're, you're yeah. working the man, the man to the bone sleep. for oh, these God. additional let shots.
1: <laughs> let, let Sakurai alone. Uh well, because it is Halloween, um, thought it would be fun. And somehow we've never done this in our eight years as a podcast. Halloween levels and missions and storylines, Halloween themed missions in games that were just baked in and are not seasonal DLC. Just this game oh. naturally covers Halloween for some reason.
2: Our podcast is almost too old to go trick or treating. It, <laughs> it
1: is. It is. <laughs> what, what is, what is the cutoff? Like,
2: I feel like 11 is me. when I started to 17. feel awkward, you know, but it's, it varies from kid There's to kid. I, th-
0: I think if you have a naturally growing mustache, you should not yeah. be
4: trick-or-treating. I, that, I that got side-eye at 11, yeah.
1: In in my neighborhood, like, once you were 17, you had to stop wearing a costume, but uh, you could still go trick-or-treating. And we, we always had, like, trick-or-treaters who were just, like, you know, old enough to shave, just standing there in their fucking 1980s denim jackets, like, oh, Trick-or-treat!
2: I never, I never give the older kids crap, but definitely, I think I was, I was a tall kid for my age at eleven. I got side eye, and I felt like, okay, I can't do this again. Like this is getting yeah. embarrassing now. But, but that was, that's pretty young. I, yeah, whatever. Do, do it until you don't feel like it. Just don't, yeah. don't be. This is my chance to plug a laser time Chris and I recorded. Don't be like Will Arnett's character or Will Forte's character on a, a, a great SNL Halloween sketch with John Hamm, where he is. <laughs> He's a, may or may not be a sex offender going door to door, collecting candy, and asking his neighbors (laughs) to sign these forms.
0: (laughs) I go as this every year.
2: (laughs) I do, what, buddy? I do this every time I move to a new town. (laughs) I'm not the bitch, you're the bitch.
4: What? What?
2: (laughs) Good job. Anyway, no, so we, yeah, we did a, we did an episode of Laser Time with, uh, with the SNL boys, Dave Rudden and Tony Wilson, all about, the best SNL Halloween sketches, so check that out soon. How a
0: ha- how Halloween Killed One of My Favorite Sketches of All Time, the McLaughlin Group.
2: Wrong!
0: Patty Patty Buke Buke! Eleanor, gee, I think you're swelling on. Okay, I gotta stop quoting it. Right. Uh, but yeah, I, I think this Halloween, I don't know if I'm gonna pull it off. All I wanna do, no parties, have a couple friends on my front lawn, Show old monster movies outside, treat it like a drive-in, while also handing out full-size candy bars and M&M's and Skittles to anyone who dares to trick-or-treat it. It gets lower every year in this neighborhood. It's really depressing. But also, I don't know where you guys are, there was a designated street where all the kids used to trick-or-treat. And everybody lived in that street had to decorate. There are no decorations on that street as of today. Oh, no. No uh, I don't know
2: what's happening, because somebody's got to fucking...
0: Pick this shit up. Kids deserve a trick-or-treat. End end of an
2: era. Yeah, no, I I live on one of those streets where I think my neighbors decorate more for Halloween than they do for Christmas, and we are definitely like a prime spot where I could just tell people are driving their kids to my neighborhood, and I'm like, okay, I guess I gotta go back to Costco and get more candy, but uh, happy Halloween. I'm all about that Halloween spirit.
1: Did did everyone on that street just like have a simultaneous born-again conversion? Like, I will (laughs) not celebrate Satan's birthday!
0: (laughs) I don't know what it... It probably is the pandemic, but mm. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know what it is, but it makes me very, very sad when like the last place to trick or treat good it's like it's like when the last Godfather's pizza goes out of business
4: mm-hmm.
0: um,
2: who's gonna who's gonna keep who's gonna give me bad pizza with arcade games <laughs> that pizza's is just sitting there in a diner with its family next thing you know it just cuts to black no more Godfather's <laughs> pizza <laughs> I went ahead and ordered something for it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the bad pizza
3: will find
2: a way. Lampost Pizza's outside trying to parallel park. Can't quite I get it right. Who ordered the I gun and the cannoli? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, did, I, I did find out there's a Godfather's
0: Pizza about 50 minutes away. And I think
3: I'm going to do it.
0: Mm. I, I don't know if that was a big thing for you guys. But they... Pizza Hut had Donkey Kong, Joust, Pac-Man, and then the fucking Godfathers had like... Kid Nicky and Shinobi and, like, nice. all this weird shit. Damn. You never knew what it, they were going to have. The one was that I the went Herman to King? had
1: Quartet, a game it, nobody remembers. What? Yeah. Right,
0: like, Pizza Hut played the hits, but, like, Godfather's had the weird shit. Was that yeah. the Herman Cain chain? Godfather's
2: Yeah, yeah. Pizza? yes it was. Man, Herman Cain really knew his arcade R.I.P. machines, yeah. apparently. The
1: last time that I went to a Godfather's, they were having, like, a pizza buffet. I have no idea if that's still a thing. It certainly isn't we,
0: a thing now. I live in a town with no more pizza buffets, and mm. I'm devastated by that. Oh.
2: Yeah, Roundtables would... used to do them around here, like lunchtime pizza buffet. Oh, that was that was so terrible. I love them so much. Yeah, <laughs> I um, want ranch the... on every Ra-
0: round Table is Two pizzas that just have a ranch base. They are yes. so yeah, the alfredo. Gross. Pizzas. I feel like a kid made that at the buffet and left it there. Instead, <laughs> they made it on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> and...
3: <laughs> See, I grew up with Peter Piper pizza, and it was like the pizza was like oh yeah, yeah. pizza was like cardboard. The root beer floats were good, but the arcade games were amazing.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's kind of how it was. I've said that on a thousand podcasts
0: now. I I want a Pizza Hut lamp that I see in all those Craig Robinson commercials. um, Oh, sure. Because I thought Pizza Hut made video games when I was very young. It was the first (laughs) place I discovered them. I thought they made Pac-Man, I thought they made Donkey Kong. It's where I played game, in Galaga. I thought I thought they that's where they came from.
2: Well, I Chris, when, when a Pizza Hut game. really loves a Chuck E. Cheese, <laughs> but, uh, then they get together and yeah. video games are made. <laughs> it's
1: when you go to a Pizza Hut and, and like, man, this pizza tastes like somebody who programs video games made it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> silicone in my pizza, it's weird. <laughs>
1: All right. Well, let's let's bring it back around to Halloween and our top five Halloween levels, missions, whatever you want to call them, which we'll get into right
0: after this. Autumn is in the air. The pumpkins are in the patch. And our friends at Manscaped are here to make sure you don't uh, <laughs> carve your pants pumpkins or your Thanksgiving gourd when you're grooming your patch. You know what I mean? Make sure you're keeping things fresh this fall with the Leaders in Male Grooming and their brand new fourth generation performance package, and this season, get 20% off those grooming needs by going to manscaped.com and get 20% off and free shipping using the promo code LASERTIME. Because, hey guys, just because it's the Halloween season, it doesn't mean you should walk around looking like the wolfman. Come on, fellas, there's going to be plenty of sexy costuming afoot, so you got to step up your game a little bit with the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. The fourth generation lawnmower trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to the advanced and safe technology. Plus, it's waterproof. The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker to chop those worst weeds up top in your nose and ears. This nose and ear hair trimmer uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system to provide proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. (laughs) Seal the deal with the Manscaped Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, which will have your balls smelling as delicious as pumpkin spice lattes on a chilly autumn morning. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and shed travel bag are you ready to fall head over heels for manscaped yet join the two million men worldwide using manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20 percent off and free shipping using the promo code laser time that's one word laser time once again that's 20 percent off plus free shipping with the code laser time at manscaped.com make your balls a priority this fall it's a fall ball choose manscaped because your balls will thank you
1: We're back to talk about
3: what? It
2: was Halloween. a Halloween
3: shindig. It would be
2: levels, was levels. <laughs> yeah. I spooky levels. Uh, I think open world games make it so you can't quite call it levels, right? You can call them like Halloween quest chains or missions. Yeah, missions or... Like,
1: I don't know. What would you call this one, for example?
2: Number five. I'd call it five. The- uh, gotta stop them from hurting each other. Leave me. This is for your own good. What did Lee do to these people?
1: I mean, the Thwips alone should should yeah, you guys
2: yeah. in. was was one of those Spider Men shirtless? Was this uh, is that mission from Spider Man? One of these Spider Men is in fact shirtless.
1: Hey, look at us, Spider Pros. I'd rather get beat up than check
4: out my moves. <laughs> Dude, what's
1: with the white spider? Get that suit at the dollar store. (laughs) So you actually recommended this one, Anthony. This is the back to school mission in Spider-Man for PS4.
2: And good memory with that one. Um,
3: What is there? Remember? (gasps) I forgot that it was on
2: Halloween. I I remembered that it was. They all went to a concert yeah. that was a costume yeah. party. Yeah. Right. It's,
1: like, yeah. well, it's, it's like, a yeah, the NYU stand-in, whatever yeah. it is. There's like a college campus and uh, Spider-Man comes with a singular mission.
3: Delaney's dressed as one of my greatest foes. Let's find out which one. So
1: in in uh, epic good taste for the New York of the Marvel universe, everybody there is dressed like a Spider-Man villain. There is a vulture handing out treats from from a window ledge. There is a uh, lizard dancing on the floor who is your eventual target and there is a Mysterio with a hall of mirrors
5: excuse me, are you Dr. Delaney? Huh? oh Spider-Man,
4: my nemesis you won't catch me this time <coughs> oh no smoke, whatever will I do this is the end for you Spider-Man now I have you
5: hey what's wrong with you i worked on that helmet for a week
1: i just like the idea that like yeah you you just get into a boss fight with mysterio and then yank the helmet off with your your thwips and uh it's it's just some lady under there
2: yeah, that happens to me at PAX all the time. People get really pissed off yeah. when you take the helmets off their cosplay.
1: But, but like, half the people at this place are dressed like either Spider-Man or one of the villains, and all of the villains seem to want to fight you. Mysterio wants to pick a fight with you. Some drunk dressed as Rhino wants to pick a fight with you.
2: Right, um, in a room full of Spider-Man. Yeah. Why, why you specifically? But, I, by the way, think about that. I think you're saying it's in, in sign of good taste. How morbid is that? Cause you have to assume yeah. in their universe, these are bad dudes who have probably killed people. They'd be like dressing like every, you go to a party and everyone's Saddam Hussein and Hitler at the <laughs> mm-hmm. party. Just yeah. like, oh, yeah, it's, you know, this hilarious get up.
4: Uh-huh. Yeah. It's I'm- also
0: ha- it's also Halloween in a video game. So there are 600,000 people dressed like the same three people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Actually,
1: the, the diversity of costumes is yeah, kind of impressive.
0: The best you've, I've ever seen for
1: yeah. sure. Yeah. Think like, oh, man, they, they probably came up with all these character models just for this one scene. That, right. That's pretty cool. There's even a guy who I'm pretty sure is dressed like Delson Rowe in that scene, the, the protagonist from Infamous Second Son.
2: Oh, yeah. He's got, like, the, oh, gosh, really? the
1: leather jacket and the red beanie. And just gets up and is like, this is fake. You guys don't have real guns because at this point, Mr. Negatives, uh, goons have raided the party and they're holding people hostage. And they're not taking it seriously because, hey, everyone here is a villain, right? Who cares? This is just a gag. <laughs>
2: Oh, I love Mr. Negative is literally just like a camera filter for mm-hmm. video games. enemy. it's just like, yeah, it just looks like I took a se- selfie with the Spider-Man filter on. Yeah. But yeah, this is a this is a good it's Spider-Man had a lot of these moments of just like human moments, you know, where mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, it's kind of interactive, long cut scenes, you're getting to know the city. And I think that's what separates Spidey from other superheroes is he is the most in touch with the people. You mm-hmm. know, he's, he's the most relatable, at least to me personally. That's why I love Spider-Man. And, and I think the game did a great job of kind of like, yeah, putting him in these situate. Now <laughs> it's been quite some time since I've been to a college costume party. I'm just saying, you know, mm-hmm. it's uh that that is a, a a situation that you could picture yourself being in. You know, let's let's change that, Matt. Let's let's show up to one this year. That shouldn't be at all right. We'll just <laughs> no, walk into it. No. A... As long as we're <laughs> dressed fighting. as cops, I'm sure it'll go over really well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, What's yeah. going on here? I'll be like a really old school cop. <laughs> just make their night though, and like be really cool to be like, dude, these cops shut up. and then they started drinking beers with us. It was amazing. Then they took out their boob box and took off their clothes. <laughs> then we had to <laughs> pay
4: them.
0: I'm going to let you and Michael do that, and then I'll call the college party and be like, there's these two guys dressed as cops, but they're not cops. I was just thinking uh, of that. I
3: understand reference. Reference. You know, Ridiculous. You know what, I like? Ridiculous. what I like about this mission is in some parts of this game you get moments like this where you get to walk around and explore areas, and it kind of slows down from the action yeah. a little bit. But this mm. is an area that you just want to see, like, what all did they put in here? It's just really visual, like, a really cool area just to, like, check out.
2: Yeah, yeah. Miles My, Morales yeah. could uh, continue that a little bit with just, like, yeah, he just shows up. And I liked Miles Morales because it t- takes place during the holiday season. Yeah. And, yeah, there's, like, mm-hmm. a, a rally yeah. his mom's giving where it's similar deal. You just kind of walk up, talk to people, figure out what's going on.
1: Yeah, Christmas and Halloween, the two greatest holidays on the American calendar.
2: Totally. Yeah, true. Yeah. Thanksgiving's for chumps. Exactly. Thanksgiving
1: is a day where you eat a bunch. Who cares? You can <laughs> do that at home. I will that's do it. that I'm at home. for two Halloween, <laughs> I'm just throwing it out
2: there. Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: Halloween to
4: electric Book. I mean, you can
2: celebrate Dia de los Muertos. No one is going <laughs> to stop you, Anthony. I, I just, I'm going to,
0: not to brag, I will be eating Thanksgiving dinner this year uh, at the filming site from Creature from the Black Lagoon. Wow. Yeah. Because my mom doesn't want to cook for anyone anymore, <laughs> and so we will now be leaving the house and making sure no relatives can show up for the rest of our lives.
3: Excellent. That's pretty awesome. That, that sounds like fun. Yeah.
1: That sounds awesome. Uh, probably not as awesome as as being at a costume party as Spider Man, but uh, this is just it's just a great game. Um, yeah, but... I and mean, I
0: got this. I got this plane again. Like this is one of the more ornate areas of the entire. Everything is a fucking warehouse except this. This mm-hmm. is. <laughs> clearly a level dressed like a party it's yeah.
3: one of the parts of that game that stuck out to me the most not only because I love Halloween so much but like it was just so different from the rest of the game yeah, yeah,
4: yeah
2: and did we even, do we the, talk the, about the, even the, the buildings are dressed with tentacles and shit mm-hmm. yeah Yeah. right did, did we mention that Greg Miller is the shirtless Spider-Man or he it, cameos is he as really the I wasn't, I wasn't I, sure I, I thought he did didn't it. he do a cameo so voice in there
3: before well before the game came out he started this this whole joking campaign about he's shirtless Spider-Man and I think eventually they caught wind of it before the game launched and they just kinda like modeled the character after him. Uh oh, Did he recorded okay. any of the voice lines in it though.
2: Okay. Yeah. I think I know he's done some voice stuff recently though, as like a little special Easter egg, so Yeah.
1: Yeah, he's got a great voice. But uh yeah, that that is a pretty great scene with just like shirtless Spider Man and uh Greg Miller Miller's fearless for doing that character with his doughy white body. But uh <laughs> Good, good for him. Um, I'm not infer that over in what concise. I'm working with.
0: God damn. Yeah, looking yeah. like looking like someone sneezed pubes all over you. Like <laughs> I, I naturally look like I like. I look like Kevin McAllister did something to my body. Yeah, you I'm take sure. off your shirt, and people are like, "Oh, you must own a cat." Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do with your chest, Marv? It's just how I was born. <laughs> <laughs>
1: all right. Well, let's move along to
5: number four. And the merchants here are not unsettled by lurking vikinger. They come from all over to celebrate Samhain. Most are too busy with the festivities to pay yes. us by. Samhain? Is that what these carp roots are for? This tradition? Aye. Faces cut into lanterns to ward off evil spirits and guide
0: children home.
5: They have a haunted look about them. Let's bring a few back.
1: Let's put on our edutainment cap for what game? Is that
2: how you're supposed to pronounce Sam Hain?
1: Is Sowen? Sa- yeah. <laughs> That's how they pronounce it in the game, Sawan. So AC
2: AC Valhalla. This is Assassin's Creed Valhalla. This yes. is the, Assassin's
1: Creed the, Valhalla, old English, uh never never one to let extra letters go to waste. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just yeah. Sam I mean, the,
2: Samhain. Nothing will ever beat Wooshta. Which is clearly spelled Worcester in in Massachusetts, yeah. but that's a different mm-hmm. But no, this is um. Now, now I haven't gotten to this part of the game, but do they actually have like the carved? Isn't it turnips were the original yeah. things instead yeah. so of pumpkins? It's, it's like, like you little... you see carved turnips decorating this this town. You go to
1: to Gloucestershire, which is Gloucester <laughs> in what the modern I was day. Say, yeah, that's yeah, and fun. and it it is an interesting thing because it's like okay, we're gonna see a, a Samhain Samhain celebration. This is the holiday that eventually merged with Halloween. It was a pagan celebration before and merged with the Christian one and kept a lot of the old traditions. And yeah. uh, in in the, the Dark Ages, like it, it was stuff like you would carve... They didn't have pumpkins. Pumpkins are a North American thing, so yeah. they would carve turnips to look like faces to, as as they say, scare off evil spirits and guide children home. But the traditions... Do not stop there. You also get introduced to something called
4: hoodening. So, you invited me to a hoodening. What mischief is this? Negusculanvel well spread down creatures of the veil. Vale. To bag for treats.
0: Glowishester gives their glut to otherworldly visitors. And if you dress as one, you'll get that bounty yourself.
5: Freely given. <laughs> I've only seen such a thing done at feasts. Then we turn you into a beastie and have you roam the hills, praying for sweets and drink.
0: So
1: in in this, I should set up a little bit of context, this particular chapter of the game. Your blacksmith has met this girl in Gloucestershire who speaks a language I, I never bothered to look up what it is. But it's one of those things like you can pick out a few words, but it's mostly unintelligible.
2: Okay, and, that wasn't just me. Yeah. I was like, what the hell? I need subtitles for this and, pod- podcast right
1: And now. so he wants you to be there to uh, to help uh, make the marriage go more smoothly uh. and to just sort of be his spokesman so he doesn't make a fool of himself. And, yeah, you just happen to get there, and uh, they're, they're preparing for the wedding in the middle of Halloween. And this town uh, has both a pagan population and a Christian population, and they coexist, but there's a little bit of tension there. So it's kind of like... We're delving not only into the origins of Halloween, but also sort of seeing the beginnings of how this would eventually become
0: a Christian. <laughs> Christian holiday. keeps stealing our ideas and giving them to Jesus. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it's no, I think it's, it's more like they let us preserve our traditions, and in exchange, we agree to worship their Jesus.
2: I, I was going to say, yeah, people always kind of like they they. They always kind of make fun of the church, like, "Oh, you're just you're just taking other people's traditions." I'm like, "No, it's actually brilliant. It's like those people were going to celebrate regardless, right? Like they're going to celebrate underground, so just adopt them into the religion, and yeah, now they can celebrate publicly, but you can do it under the guise of your religion. It's it's actually kind of a brilliant part of cultural appropriation (laughs) on their part, you know? It's just like, yeah, it's what you've done. Uh, How about instead
0: of you worshiping your own god, we'll swallow every fun aspect of yours." (laughs) (laughs) And-
1: <laughs> <Go on. laughs> yeah, well, we'll we'll let you keep all the fun aspects, and you just change the name of the god. It's fine. Yeah, it's, it's fine. Easy. You'll never know the difference. It, it, you
2: never even had your tree. Yeah.
1: Uh- which,
2: which is so funny because like so many <laughs> Protestant churches or evangelical churches will like uh, they're very anti Halloween at this point, you know. And yeah. it's like no, which man, is like weird
1: the- because All Hallows Eve is a is a Christian holiday. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah.
1: But uh, but there's some political intrigue going on in what? in this village. There, it's about to transition from one elderman to another. The guy who runs the the province, and uh, the old one is about to uh, step down to be part of another pagan tradition. Some fans of 1970s British cinema might be familiar with.
5: I am to be sacrificed in the Wicker Man as king of the harvest. Like Elderman Simkin before me and all before him. Horrible barbaric practice. A burnt offering after poor crops. They hope well-fed gods will smile upon them.
4: Your people are loyal to you, Kunan. Seems a waste to throw your life away.
3: Their loyalty would falter if I shirked my duties. I will die glorious in
5: flame, not live to further choke my homeland.
1: Yeah, that's a healthy attitude about being burned alive. <laughs> um but he's going to be replaced by a guy named Tevder, who is a Christian and uh is not completely comfortable with the idea of this pagan celebration.
5: Sour uh, <laughs> Kunon humours these pagans too much. It is the first thing gone when I melted fires and magic. Spirits in the air. Gloucestershire has strayed from God's light. People need carousing. Especially before the winter frost, the festival brings warmth and cheer. God's light does not dim as the night's chill, but the winters are hard upon the children. Seeing them run around, it lightens the heart. Yeah,
1: you see a little bit of softness in that, like, ooh, this this thing is against God, but it makes the kids happy, so maybe that's not so bad. And- that new
2: Elderman guy definitely gave away toothbrushes at his house. Though. Oh, no totally, candy. totally. No and
1: pennies. Uh- <laughs> yeah,
2: pennies are fruit. yeah mm-hmm. the fruit house.
1: Yeah. Little Gideon Bibles.
3: God damn it. Would the this would this find. also have a chance of actually having a place where there could be actual round table pizza? Maybe the origins of a round table Ooh, pizza Ooh, possibly. <laughs> Just saying.
2: Huh. are you just hungry for Round Table pizza which is fine. I'm not judging by the way. It's but uh, I wonder if there's a Round I Table could... pizza in Gloucester.
3: <laughs> Should
4: look that up. <laughs> not right. The irony
2: now, but... if not. No Round Table pizzas in England. No. <laughs> They're like no, no. we just <laughs> It's knights of the round pizza
1: here, mm-hmm. actually.
3: Yes, yes.
1: It's
2: uh it's we all love
1: and venerate King Arthur pizza over here. <laughs> no round tables.
3: It's like McDonald's and McDowell's. It's two separate things. Yeah, yeah totally different. <laughs> totally different.
2: <laughs> Their bun has seeds. Ours does not. <laughs> I don't. Uh, but I don't know why, the... Mister McDowell, is British now? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think as interesting as it is to
1: sort of delve into the origins of the tradition, the most fun and memorable sequence in this comes from the realization that in the ninth century, sometimes you're never too old.
5: Trick or treat! What business have you? Oh, the Mary Louid. Right, right. We're doing cakes instead of beer this year. Sour night and the moon is high. Mary Louid haunts my door. The air is chilling and ghosts are spilling. All across the misty moor. Oh, ghosts and beasties. Here, spirit, take your reward.
1: So, yes, you dress up in a costume with a horse skull and you go trick or treating. And you, it's like a flighting thing where you have to complete their, their poem, their couplet, whatever they throw at you, and, uh, and then you get rations. Oh, and other like the goodies.
2: insult game that they have. Yeah, in the yeah, exactly. Okay. But did, did he say they replace beer with cakes? Like, cause that is, I, I'd like a, to vote in that you yeah. know cake or <laughs> beer well
1: uh, it's, beer please some 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 houses they're they're giving away beer and some houses they're giving away cake and this one is like oh we're doing work. we're doing cakes instead most of them just give out cakes.
2: I feel like if you went to some hipster neighborhood in Portland, mm-hmm. they would definitely be giving out beer flights for trick-or-treating, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, you really gotta try this oh, porter. You
1: got, you got a flight for this flight, bro. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is a juicy IPA. Yeah. I don't normally drink these, but this, this one's great. It's a yeah. light, light finish.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. Now I'm gonna throw out a rhyming insult. You, you counter with another rhyming insult. Uh,
4: yeah.
1: Uh, I, I, I like this game a lot and this, this, moment just kind of sticks out in my mind as, as one of the more memorable and more complicated. In fact, I think I was at this for a, a while and I would like leave to do other things and the the Mary Lewid costume like this horse skull does not come off <laughs> <laughs> until you finish this quest line. That might have been a bug that only I experienced. But, I love um, that. Yeah. So for, <laughs> for a while I was just, you know, doing stuff around England with this horse head costume and it was weird. But, Do
3: NPCs uh, treat you differently with it on? Uh, only,
1: only in the the Gloucestershire area. There's a part later on where you have to uh, sneak around using it as a disguise, and uh, and you know talk to people in other animal masks and find out, hey, where's this guy that I kind of want to beat the shit out of right now? Like, oh yeah, he's over in the church. Oh no, it's cool. Yeah.
5: Did you mean a Muppet? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it's a
1: Muppet. Just Assassin's Creed has
2: those.
4: Yeah,
1: Um,
2: we're everywhere now. We got On Mansion and Assassin's Creed. It's great, (laughs) dude.
1: (laughs) Anyway, let's move on to number three. Something a little bit more classic. Made sure to leave that extra long charge shot in there to make it super obvious what this, I mean, this is. This is the
0: only one I remember like really rooting for. Because it's kind of one of the best Easter eggs ever before we really had Easter eggs in games very often. Yeah. Whereas, like, or,
2: or crossovers, really, even even from the same publisher. Yeah. Like, so, this- so this is the
1: Shade Man stage in Mega Man 7. Which is gothic horror comes to a Mega Man stage where you have robot zombies and crows and Shade Man himself looks like Dracula and then there's like a mini boss that's uh, shaped like a pumpkin, like a jack o' lanterns called Van Pumpkin. But there is a cool Easter egg in that if you, I think, hold down jump and shoot while you select uh, Shade Man, you get different music. <laughs> Uh,
2: Ghosts and goblins music right there. That's all I've ever heard. I usually die right about then. Yeah. Uh, does that song have more to it?
1: No. It just ends there. Yeah, no. pretty much. Okay, good.
2: Then <laughs> <laughs> the <that> fucking it, it, the the map screen. Have I told you guys that's the only time I've really rage quit a game is as a young kid, the fucking map screen from Ghosts and Goblins, Ghouls and Ghosts, whichever one it was, mm. like just it was like I give up. I can't can't get past like level two of this fucking game. Fuck this game, I'm out.
1: Yeah, Ghosts and Goblins super frustrating. Right. I played. I think my, my entry point to that franchise was Super Ghouls and Ghosts, which I loved, and which is nowhere near as ridiculously horrible as the original Ghosts and Goblins. I mean, it's but still yeah. like
0: the hardest Capcom game, other than yeah. Ghosts and
1: Goblins. It's it's right up there, yeah. And uh, but you also get uh, cool music when you select the boss.
4: Ah, there it is,
1: your favorite
0: music, Matt. I'm at, I'm out. Fuck, this to you like.
4: From
0: I'm beyond the, <laughs> uh, I yeah I I, um, I I worked at Capcom for a little while, and I don't know if I ever shared. Like one of our mo- one of my most positive memories of working there because Ghosts and Goblins uh, was a game that like I was casually aware of, but whenever we talk about it, I always try and point out like that shit looked ridiculous in 1985, 86 uh it it looked so pretty compared to every other side scroller in arcades mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. it was for me it was a turn off' cause it was so hard but uh we were doing something in in um, in the office, and Brett and I were fucking around with ghosts and goblins, and all of the people like all of the all of the employees like ten to fifteen years older than us crawled out of the woodwork like let me show you. What to do and like all of these guys who I haven't really seen interact with games but like sell games or track data pulled out the all the stops <laughs> and these older dudes rocked Ghosts and Goblins and told us everything about like growing up where like this was the coolest fucking franchise we had ever seen it predates Castlevania um, it, it, they're just if you were into horror in the early 80s it was a great time to be into horror Ghosts and Goblins was representative of something so dope and I can't think of any other game of the the bit era that did anything like this. Capcom is all about uh, character cameos at this point, but like this is a whole level in music. It's really neat, <laughs> and I didn't know it existed because, uh, um, yeah, I just I, I had rental time with Mega Man Seven. I never owned it, and yeah, um,
1: I, n- I never actually played it when it was when it was new because I think uh, Mega Man X caught my attention and. Uh...
0: Yeah, and I, I've, ne- I've said that a billion times. There were six Mega Mans on the NES and then four mm. on the Game Boy, and I just assumed X was 10. And Mega Man okay. 7 was super confusing, because <laughs> like, mm. what? Uh, okay, but uh, but yeah, I, I, I found out this existed really kind of late in my life, and I'm still kind of like taken aback by it. Um, no game was celebrating its history like this at the time, and this is a, a wonderful, wonderful little Easter egg that's worth firing up. And getting those, uh, what are those
2: collections called? Mega Man Collections? Legacy Collections, collections. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, clever. yeah. Capcom's um, yeah. also made yeah. it really easy to play those games, yeah. fortunately. There's yeah. it is four in, collections and all, It's five? in
1: Legacy Collection
3: 2. Yeah, well, think, yeah, it's yeah. in two. Legacy collection, collection one is Mega Man 1 through 6. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that. then
2: there's there's the X. X has two collections as well, the Mega Man X, and then now there's the, Zero. There's the other one, the the advanced zero the zero collection and, how,
0: and, and steal this capcom how cool would it be to play a mega man game that's like a haunted version of former levels <laughs> robots that have been wandering around for 40 fucking years they've evolved a little and attached parts that don't belong on them uh, <laughs> man that'd be dope uh they're not dinosaur bones they're robot
3: bones I- Oh, did sorry, did don't... any of you ever play Maximo and Maximo? Came yeah,
2: out? yeah, of course, love yeah, Maximo. Maximo,
3: Ghost of Glory. I never played that, but was that as tough as like the no. other games were? I
1: think uh, it was. It was positioned in a way that it's like this game is super fucking tough. You better be ready to rock and roll. But no, it still wasn't quite as tough as like all old, old no. school ghosts and goblins.
2: But compared to other three D platformers at the time, yeah, mm-hmm. it's way way tougher. Like it yeah. definitely. It lived up to what it was saying, but it just, yeah, it was, it was nowhere near as tough as the original games. But it's, yeah. it's a, it's like no Souls, but similar to Souls in that you do have to kind of be careful, carefully make your way through Maximo games. You know, look where you're jumping, mm. scope out for enemies before going into a room. So, yeah, it, it's tough, but very doable. And, and, and actually, I think a great game. So. I still have a Maximo figure. Yeah, me do. too.
1: I lost the shield though. Too bad. Um, yeah, getting back to the Mega Man 7 Shape Man stage, this does have like a cool little Easter egg within an Easter egg, which is the, uh, that pump, that Jack Lantern boss I mentioned, Van Puken Uh, depending on whether you destroy its inner or outer shell, it will open a different path for you through the rest of the level. So, nice. Like, and, and everything I'm reading is like, oh, if, if it's your first time through, destroy the outer shell. And then it'll open a path where you'll see, like, a portrait of Dr. Wily. And if you use rush search underneath it, you'll uncover, like, an important item. So it's like, oh, that's kind of cool. Whereas you might miss it entirely if you're just randomly shooting and not thinking about, like, at what point you're killing this monster. and,
0: and, And if you're like me, who was, like, playing, I just changed my background screen from Mega Man to something a little more spooky. A huge Mega Man fan. I slept on this game for years. It's definitely a strange one. Because it's the only 16-bit old Mega Man game, classic Mega Man game, but and it wasn't—it's not easy to find. But it, this game's great, and this is such a cool feature.
1: Yeah, was cool to find that, you know, knowing almost nothing about Mega Man Seven. But uh, let's move along to number two—a game I'm sure all of you know and love and enjoy.
2: Well done, Sora. I'd like you to be a part of this year's Halloween. What's this heartless doing here? Oh, the heartless came to town just recently. What's frustrating is I can't get them to dance with me. I loved
1: seeing you deflate when you heard Sora. Man. <laughs> How could you be so heartless?
4: <laughs>
2: Someone cue that Kanye song. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts. God damn it! The, the Halloween Town levels yes. of Kingdom Hearts. That music. <laughs>
0: One hour, two hours, four hours of this song. Oh my! God. Hi,
3: it's it's me, the Kingdom Hearts fan in the group. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this is how you find out. Yeah. Uh,
1: if you think that's bad, Chris, try playing the Capcom Nightmare Before Christmas game where the sung version of this is Halloween is the entirety of the soundtrack on a loop wow, my for hours and hours and hours. Oh and
0: my hours. god, that's excruciating.
3: Yeah. I, I, I did actually play that game. A friend of mine had that game on PS two and we played that for a weekend because we thought it'd be interesting and mm-hmm. man that I forgot the game existed. Danny yourself. Elfman's expensive,
2: but, man. You can only afford to license one of his songs just for, the, for your game. Play
1: play that song on a loop and occasionally scream, Soul Robber! Soul Robber! over it, and you will have the experience of playing the Capcom Nightmare Before Christmas game.
2: <laughs> Jeez. Uh, but yeah, so this one is... Yeah, we, we were, I think, kind of debating because we're like, well, the whole deal with Nightmare Before Christmas is, yeah, technically it's Halloween Town, but they focus on Christmas a mm-hmm. lot of the time. But I, I feel like at least in Kingdom Hearts 1... Yeah. It it's it revolves squarely around the Halloweeny aspects
1: oh, of it, you it, know? It's, it's like yeah. totally Halloweeny um and you are trying to work with Jack and Dr. Finkelstein to create a heart and gathering components for it from around Halloween Town so that you can put the heart in the heartless and then they will presumably dance with Jack Skellington for the Halloween festivities. There. In Halloween
2: Town itself it's, it's an interesting level it's actually pretty small compared mm-hmm. to the other levels, from what I remember, in terms of uh, size span of the level. But it's it's actually a big level because it's vertical. Because most of that level, you're climbing this like tall tower to get to the top of the tower. But it's like the town itself. There's only like two or three places you can go. It's like you can go to like the mayor's house or something. You can go to the, that one graveyard, which eventually yeah. will, 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 you know you get to that big tower. But yeah, it's not in terms of like the other compared to the other worlds in Kingdom Hearts. It's not a huge world per se. But, uh, but still, they, they kind of nail the feel of it. And they have all the, I think they really nail all the characters. You know, they have the, what are the three little trick-or-treater shits? Lock, Lock, shock, and and barrel. Yeah. yeah, Is it stock or
1: shock? Lock, stock, and barrel?
0: I don't like this movie. You, you, whatever you say. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think it was lock, (laughs) shock, and barrel. It was like one of them is a play on, on a word. But, uh, yeah, they, the, the trick-or-treaters are there. And of course, when they figure out that you're trying to make a heart, what do they immediately do? They tell Oogie Boogie.
6: <laughs> heart. that bonehead jack is really making a heart i'll be jiggered that works for
0: me Ooh. I when i get my hands on that you're beat. too easy. well
4: i've got no hands yes but i'm still gonna <laughs> have that heart control heart. Me have the
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> i heard it and i think he's fun. a jay-z
3: fan he's a jay-z fan <laughs> No, j-
2: he said I'll be jiggered, right? And he isn't did. that... Oh, no, no, I heard, I heard N-words jigger, for me. Isn't that a tool in, like, when you make cocktails, there's, like, a jigger in the cocktail? All thing? right. Anyway, I Matt, Matt is... I gonna was just
0: We're going to have to cancel <laughs> Matt on our own show. Matt,
3: <laughs> I was too distracted by the fact that it sounds like the mother brain from the Captain N cartoon.
2: Oh, yeah. Ippo! Yeah, <laughs> the, uh, the, do you guys remember the boss fight in this level against Oogie? Because yeah. it's actually pretty yeah, cool. It's got the it's like the little slot machine mechanic. Yeah, right? his his
1: big roulette wheel. Also, you get
0: to jump it around is, roulette wheel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's, and it's actually one of the more memorable boss fights in Kingdom Hearts.
3: Yeah, I think it's one of the better ones in, in Kingdom Hearts One for sure. And I also love the the character design. You no, know, they take on kind of a uh, Tim Burton esque look. Everyone's kind of yes. like.
0: Yeah, it you know, good. like right. a Hot
3: Topic look, right? Like, I think Sora has a pumpkin on his head, actually, yeah. and I, yeah. Think, yeah. I think Goofy's got, like, a his costumes, like, in patches and pieces, yep. kind of like Sally. Yeah, yeah he's, right. well,
1: he looks yes. like, 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 yeah, Sally or, like, a Frankenstein, and instead of his hat, it's like a giant bolt that's, like, screwed into yeah. his head.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think Donald was a mummy, I think. Yeah, he's level. a mummy. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Sora was
1: wearing like little jack o' lantern mask, like you know, sort of half cocked at an angle, like a Japanese festival. He looks looks like a
0: Persona character. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, kind of did. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, Uh, but I would, I would, very quickly buy all of the action figures for all, for every, (laughs) every uh, yes, everybody in these outfits. God
3: damn, dude. uh, You know, honestly, I Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts hit this weird thing for me where I had no interest in Final Fantasy games before. And anything really RPG-ish. But I love Disney movies and stuff like that. So that's how it kind of brought me in. And I came out on the other end that wanting to watch the Disney movies that I hadn't seen from Kingdom Hearts Mm -hmm. that were referenced. And then wanting to play Square Games. And it was really late. But actually I saw Nightmare Before Christmas after playing Kingdom Hearts. Really? Oh, Wow. Yeah. I think what you just described is
2: exactly what they intended with the partnership. Yeah. Like, this is the bridge
3: for Disney kids into Square
2: RPGs, <laughs> Synergy. and the for <laughs> GRPG fans to watch more yeah, Disney it sounds movies. sounds like every exactly. desperate pitch
0: I've ever made. Like, um... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it worked on true. me. <laughs> yeah, no mm-hmm. kidding.
1: Wow.
5: So. Wow.
4: Um,
1: but, it, I, one of the reasons that I picked this and put it so high is because, like, like you said, Matt, in Kingdom Hearts 1, this was not a very big level, but it, kept coming back it was in kingdom hearts <laughs> chain of memories <laughs> and the <laughs> remake of chain of memories it was in kingdom hearts was it 358 over two days yeah yes and it was in two where they kind of pick up the the christmas half of the equation a little bit more
2: sora donald and goofy welcome back and merry christmas merry christmas don't you mean happy halloween Of course, Halloween greetings from Jack Skellington, the Pumpkin King. Forgive me, I'm in a Christmas mood. You
5: see, I'm running the show again this year, but I need Sandy Claus blessings, so I'm off to Christmastown. Sandy Claus? I think he means Santa Claus.
1: This implies we know who Jesus is.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> we have a Christ in our world. That's in Final Mix,
3: Michael. Well, I was not to say,
2: kind of. That's the part Mickey sort of plays in that
3: series.
0: It's <laughs> very complicated. It's true. And if you've seen uh, Don Bluth's short film, The Small One, it is very Christ-heavy. The, the only, mm. the real, the biggest. Christ heavy thing in the Disney universe and that's one of my favorite things to watch at Christmas I love the small one and yes Jesus yeah, is it. It. Yeah, as a baby what a rip off as a, as a baby but you can also see a, a wonderfully anti-semitic song sung by Tony oh, the Tiger oh I know Tony exactly Tiger. which one you mean blank 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 take the money to the bank yeah. and then yeah. a bunch of like uh, why are all these Semitic people singing this song? We don't need to get
1: into that right now.
0: <laughs> okay, I, I'm way off. I'm way off track here. Thank you for. Me.
1: <laughs> but yeah, Kingdom Hearts uh, and uh, Halloween Town is, is just an for whatever reason an enduring part of Kingdom Hearts. I don't think it came back for three though, which was strange. Like, you've no, never passed up an opportunity to recycle this level.
3: Why start because
0: now? <laughs> There's been, like, 20 years of Disney properties to revisit at this point. Because
3: they needed time to play all of Frozen in that game. Right, yeah, yeah,
4: fair.
3: (laughs) (laughs) You do play all of Frozen in Tangle. Well, like, the entire Let It Go song is in that game. I I think
2: you might also be forgetting that, like, when Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 came out, like, Nightmare Before Christmas was truly a phenomenon. Like, it was this whole Hot Topic fucking thing. I I mean, I don't know why
0: we're saying, like... If you go into any Home Depot or Walmart right now, like that is some of the biggest Halloween merchandise that exists. Hell yeah, I have twelve a foot Jack Skellington. Yeah, yeah, if you want, if you want to get a twelve foot anything for under fifty bucks, there are so many
2: reasons. I wish I liked it more because it's so I, easy to get stuff I, from it. It's yeah. like Kingdom Hearts in that, like, I love all the various components. You know, like I love Tim Burton movies. I love Disney stuff. I don't like the combination of those things. Like, I'm not a huge Nightmare Before Christmas fan. It's like I hate when they redo the Haunted Mansion every year with that fucking overlay. I'm just like, no, I'd rather (laughs) see the original. That is the
0: only time I've been to the California Haunted Mansion was during the Halloween
2: Christmas takeover of Jack Skellington. It's hmm. it's fun like the first time, but then you just you kind of yeah. want that classic sixties Disney haunted mansion vibe, and no, that's not what it gives you. Yeah. right after we're done with this, I'm watching the Muppet Haunted Mansion. It's great. I loved it. It has fan service both Ooh, for Muppet fans, and then really weirdos like me who are Haunted Mansion fans. Like, there's so many Haunted Mansion in jokes in that fucking movie. It's great. Yeah, and then even a casual appearance by the Dorito Pope.
4: Jeff uh, hey, right. Yes, yeah, me <laughs> I
2: mean, but this th- that movie has a casual uh, anim- uh, Imagineer reference. Like Kim really? Irvine makes a cameo in that movie of all people. Like the former head of Imagineer, or maybe current head of Imagineer. It's
0: weird. I, I I feel like it might be without having seen it, it might be the
2: coolest things Disney has done with the Muppets in like ten years. Like I, I, thing I thing want them just the to do more years. of that. Yeah, yeah. like. Uh-huh. Do- yeah. That's what the Muppets are good at. Like when the Muppets did Treasure Island, like do that. Just have mm. spoof other shit with the Muppets, please. I'll, I'll see that. Boiler for thirty twenty. I love
0: throwing in a light plug based on our conversations, but I was tasked with talking about the end of Muppet Babies, which, given its oh. placement and how long it ran, it existed my entire childhood. Muppet Babies. Those characters are so important to me. I think, cause of Muppet Babies from 84 to 91 I was watching Muppet
2: Baby. It certainly wow. made you think that Scooter was a bigger part of the Muppets yeah. overall. He, he <laughs> is. He
0: is in the beginning. He uh in, in the Muppet show.
2: Right, uh, right.
0: But yeah, that's why I was so happy with the 2012 Muppets movie because Scooter got a big part again. Yeah, or like even a animal. stage manager,
1: right? Like yes. I I never really oh, yeah,
0: understood yeah.
1: the structure of that show until I was much older. It's like, "Oh, they're like a vaudeville theater." Yes.
2: Okay, yes. I got it. Right, or or that yeah. show would have had you believe that animal like hangs out with the rest of the Muppets on the reg, and it's like, no, he's in the band, he's in Doctor Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. But that's, mm-hmm. yeah. that's he's not the he's only a nightmare see to that. deal
0: with. But you have to do it because we're putting on a show here. Yeah,
1: he, d- <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> hang out socially with Kermit. What do you think? Like- yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kermit's he's the man. a man. That guy's in a fucking band. He's way too cool for <laughs> yeah. Kermit. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we should move on to our final entry. <laughs>
6: Dad, the zombies are on the
5: way. Shouldn't we do something? Not now, Lisa. I'm trying to listen to the baseball game. It's the top of the seventh and... Oh, God! Zombies! They're devouring the crowd! (laughs) Now, now they're eating my brain! Oh, the pain! Ah! Oh, all right. I'll get us some survival supplies. Stupid Brockman (laughs) getting eaten by zombies. (laughs) Who remembers
2: this game? Of course i worked for this company that put this out this is uh simpsons hit and run yeah simpsons hit and run done by radical entertainment the people who brought you prototype and scarface i think and yes and several crash bandicoot games actually yeah
1: Uh, yeah this was a lot of fun I i think for my money this is the best simpsons game and it was arguably one of the one of the best if not the best grand theft auto like games um, that gives you, let, lets you drive around Springfield and, yeah. uh, you can quote unquote jack any car, which, because it's The Simpsons, means you're just asking the driver for a ride and, of course, they'll give you one because you're Homer Simpson, hero of the town, and, <laughs> and, and various other characters, members of the Simpsons family. But the, the end of the game, the, the, uh, the, the climax, the final few missions take place because King and Kodos, this whole time, have been trying to manipulate things from behind the scenes. They've sent a bunch of robot wasps into Springfield. They've flooded the town with Buzz Cola, which seems to be altering people's behavior. And it is all because they are running an intergalactic reality show about planet earth and how stupid we all are. Even now our all purpose evil cola is spreading underground through your water supply.
5: (laughs) It will wake the dead. Zombies will rise from the grave and devour the living. And our ratings will rise, rise to levels unseen since the heyday of evening shade.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Oh man,
6: that sounds cool. I mean, oh no, I hope their plan fails.
1: Yeah, you get to run through Springfield, which is overrun by zombies and ghosts and Halloween decorations. One repeated thing I kept seeing is like, yeah, one of the the cars in traffic will just every once in a while become like a ghost rowboat with like a couple of ghosts standing inside it. And uh, that's kind of neat and also weird. And uh in- often car.
2: Yeah. and, and-
5: Yeah. Oh. Well, I-
2: I, well, I love that when you say you have to drive around Springfield because that's. One of the fun things about this game is like they had to assemble Springfield for the first time, like yes. a, like a, a Springfield that doesn't change, because you know in the show they make Springfield whatever the hell it needs to be for the plot. It's like oh this will go there, this will go here, like it, you know things can magically. I was just watching the movie, and the movie
0: puts the Simpsons house on the edge of town, like right. the last thing before the woods. Mm-hmm. But like Before the game know, the has to be battle. like no
2: this is Springfield's map, you know. So I would venture that a lot of people like in their head when they watch the TV show, the map of Springfield they think of is probably from playing Whenever this I game. Whenever I watched the Stonecutters
0: episode and I love the Stonecutters tunnel is in this game. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The secret tunnel you get to it, it's so cool. Yeah,
1: it's it's clearly done with a lot of love, but but not only the town. Like this was the first time that I got a clear sense of the layout of their house. Yeah. Playing this game, like, what does their living which, room actually look like? Which when, is actually
2: remarkably consistent. Yeah. 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 Well, the, 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 one of the things I like about this game, too, is like, I think every Simpsons game before it tried to fit in as many Simpsons references as it could, but I think what they, they finally touched upon is like, no, open world games are the perfect chance to just throw in a Simpsons Easter egg. Cause you have this basically kind of clockwork world that, yeah, you can just drive by and see this thing at any time. Like, you don't need to figure out and plan, like, oh, this is the level we're going to show Quickie Mart or whatever. It's in intense. terms of planning an
0: open world, like, that has to be a little bit of a relief. Like, there's so many things to base characters and environments on. Mm-hmm. The show has existed for, what, 17 years at this point and <laughs> <It was laughs> uh, not 35? Yeah.
1: It, I realized uh a while ago, it's like, oh, yeah, that – uh that episode where I think in the the closing credits they had a song that was like they'll never stop the Simpsons or we'll never yeah. stop the Simpsons because it's like 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Like, was is it 20 years ago? I, I guess it was five it's, years ago. I had the realization. It's the behind, the, it's the,
0: behind it was... the music parody episode. Wow! Wow! That's how old it
2: It has the behind the music guy narrating. Oh, my God. I think that only surprises us because it is a a TV show versus like, yeah, think of it like other cartoon characters don't die. Like the the creators might die or their animators might die. But they
1: get like, you know, we get like a few years off from them and then like, oh, hey, new series or reboot. We're rebooting the series. Heckle and Jekyll
2: are back. Hooray. In
1: Jellystone. Mm -hmm. Well, no, they're not. They're not Hanna-Barbera. Jellystone's
2: the shit. Yeah. Versus, oh, yeah, nice. The Simpsons is, is a bit like SNL in that like a lot of writers go there as like early mm-hmm. jobs and it's kind of where they, they form their chops in the industry. And yeah, so I like, I like having an institution like that, that is like kind of like this incubator program for writers and comedians and animators in Hollywood. That's great. You know,
1: that's an interesting way to look at it. But this mission, like even though the apocalypse is happening, you can still find Springfield's residents just Strolling around on the streets
5: like nothing's wrong. Mo, yeah. I need your chainsaw to chop up attacking zombies. But then, how will I defend myself? Mo, 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 shouldn't the weapons go to save people who have loved ones? Ah, oh, yeah, I guess so. I think I made my point. Well, better go comb my hair before the zombies get here. Ah, oh, my life stinks.
4: Poor Mo. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: And
0: uh I, I, I do remember seeing a few months ago uh the Simpsons showrunners are aware of the love for this game. Yeah. And I think that's kind of all one of the things that was missing. The Simpsons fought to release a DVD like two years like a few years ago and got that out. Mm-hmm. I believe we're, we'll see hit and run again. I think that's super fucking exciting. I it is hope so. The best Simpsons game. Yeah, watch. I we're just gonna believe. get road rage instead.
2: Someone's gonna fuck it up, and we're just gonna <laughs> get road
0: rage. Well, it, it, <laughs> oh, I'm looking. <laughs> Bart's bed in this in this in this level is the awful clown version. Oh, Can't nice. sleep, clown. Oh leave. no. <laughs> and um. Well, I, I remember, like,
1: at the time, people would talk about Simpsons Hit and Run and just refer to it as Simpsons Road Rage. Like, there was a lot of confusion. Like, no, no, confusing. Road Rage no, is that's the crazy, crazy taxi, taxi
2: ripoff.
4: Exactly, yes. yeah. yeah.
1: Like, no, Hit well, and Run yeah. is the GTA.
2: S- same developer. They just, yeah, kept the driving part and mm-hmm. put it into an open world game and yeah. made I don't it way better. it be good, but that SpongeBob game
0: just got a re-release, so there's no reason this shouldn't. Oh, yeah. Uh, all the voice talent, it, most of the voice talent is still alive and working on the show. So I just I have high hopes we'll be playing like a weird, not quite remastered version of this, uh in a in a in a couple of years, at least in the next three or four years. God, I hope so.
3: Me too. Well I so say I never played Hidden Run, but it's always Hidden and Run and the Simpsons Arcade game are the ones I hear that the most get the most love for. And I played mm-hmm. the arcade game. And yeah. I had I think that was like on what, PS three three sixty, but Yeah. Hidden Run, I remember when it came out at the time, people like, love that game, and I just somehow missed it, but I, I always hear people say good things about
0: Yeah, The arcade game is coming soon to an arcade one-up cabinet for the low price of $700, <sighs> so you can obtain Ooh. it once again. I, there, there, There's already sales online for it, but it is exciting.
2: The only thing I wonder with this game is who owns the rights to it now. Like, maybe Activision, because technically they bought... Radical. They they absorb rab- mm-hmm. radical entertainment at one point. I mean, obviously they'd, not, they'd have to I'm get the sure. license. I think again.
0: as time passes, like remember how uh, um, a big problem with Batman, the Adam West version, is that it's like it was made for by Fox for CBS um, and had nothing to do with Warner Brothers. And eventually, that didn't matter anymore. Warner Brothers absorbed that property and everything they shot. And I think Disney is getting close to that too. We've seen, I think, we've seen a couple of re releases where, like, the names of the original developer publishers are not even on the box. Um, so I expect something like that should happen here, hmm. unless Fox Interactive, whatever that company was, comes back into existence. They're they're another great diehard trilogy. No,
2: I think they are still kind of they they get brought back every few years, but. Uh... Yeah, this is this would be a weird one because who would own who would own the source code is what I'd want to know, like the actual. Yeah, game. I, I, I
0: wouldn't know either, but you know who would probably spend enough money to not give a shit? Disney, D- who yeah. are now their owners, yeah. and like yep. enough, <laughs> pay them what they want. <sighs> that would they? God, well. I, I'm watching the level right now, there's ghosts hanging everywhere yeah. and coffin cars. It's, and... it's
1: great from an atmospheric standpoint. It it totally remakes Springfield or gives gives it a new coat of paint. And yeah, it's I, like the last level in San Andreas. Yeah, I I love the. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, with the riots, where everything's just going berserk around you.
0: Yeah, there are. There are cars broken in the road, so you have to, like, divert in shortcuts you may not have taken already. Mm-hmm.
3: It changes a bunch of stuff. It, it yeah. also
2: brings one of my favorite parts about The Simpsons to this game, which is the, the treehouse episodes, right? Like, it's yeah. Halloween in The Simpsons is a tradition. You
1: know? yeah, it's, it's It's basically a treehouse episode to the point where it just will nihilistically throw away certain characters toward the end. Based on my mathulations,
5: I figured out the alien's weakness. It's nuclear waste. Yuck. Uh, and how does that affect me? Well, it could save the life of you and your family. And? (laughs) Look, I've loaded my vehicle with nuclear waste from the power plant. It's going to deliver this toxic payload to the alien ship, risking myself and my delicious brain to zombie snacking. Which if you've never undergone that, I can tell you it stings. What a hero! And I never knew his name. Ah, uh, it's Professor John Frank. Are you still here?
3: Uh, but yes, you
1: you will drive Frank's car and bail out just in the nick of time as a tractor beam picks it up and it explodes against the ship with its uh, toxic payload. And then you'll go do the same thing again with uh, Snake and Grandpa Simpson. And uh, and then it's it's like the ending is just like, oh, no, that, was, that wasn't that was a dream. That was all canon. No, Homer's the hero of the town now, and all those people are dead. <laughs>
2: but, yeah, we're not restoring so the status quo. No, but it's The Simpsons, so no one will remember the next episode. It'll be fine.
0: Exactly. Yeah, and now that the show itself has ruined King and Kodos' ha- Halloween canon only, hmm. um, why not have a game where they're... the. Uh not not climactic. it's not the end of the game right it is the end of the game i think it is the end of the game yeah. mm. uh it's wonderful Sunny. that's all also yeah that
1: that is our top 5 halloween levels top five. sorry bully fans we left that one out but uh <clears throat>
0: Yeah. a dick. That's what happens when the superior version of your
2: game is on the weed.
4: Ooh. <laughs> you are
2: getting the top 5. <laughs> Damn. Rockstar felt that one, Chris. Oh <laughs> man. I,
0: I was just I saw that uh Kotaku article about like how many Rockstar games have been on on Nintendo platforms. And it was like no Grand Theft Autos have no. ever been on any non handheld platform. Wasn't
2: weren't there some Manhunt games on Nintendo platforms?
1: Yes, yeah, yeah Manhunt man- man- man sure. two, Bully, and I think Rockstar Table Tennis were all on Wii, and but that might be it.
0: Yeah, no Jittas or nope. anything. Nope. Um, L A Noir on the Switch, I think, is the most recent one.
3: Mm-hmm. Not even like a Midnight Club or anything.
0: I don't think so. I think they had to prioritize. Current gen Smuggler's
2: Run, I think, was technically.
0: Smuggler's Rockstar. Run I played oh, on
2: GameCube. That was on GameCube,
3: yeah. yeah. Oh wow.
2: That was and before then, yeah, the, Rockstar
1: was infamous as the Grand Theft Auto publisher.
2: The weird uh there, the there weird been handheld no Grand GTA Theft stuff Autos were great, on
0: Nintendo Nintendo platforms, and that's if you had a GameCube, it made Simpsons Hit and Run What's, all the better mm-hmm. because you had nothing else. But it, it is do funny, do, uh, the stuff that's
2: been on Nintendo has really terrible shit in it. Like the GTA game where you're a drug dealer is on a Nintendo handheld platform. Mm-hmm, yeah. Like
3: yeah, like ours, there was, it was like a games. DS exclusive, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. yeah. And
2: yeah. then it came
3: For to PSP
1: while. later, I think, and, and eventually mobile. We were going to go to break so I
6: could pee.
3: All
4: right.
1: Yeah, let's take a break. Um, hope you enjoyed the top fives. And when we come back, we're going to talk about new releases and news some other stuff. So stay tuned.
4: but like 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 well, what you going to better go and a
5: better plan better fight all day better plan all week better fight all month better fight all
4: yeah let's get
0: scratchin' Um, and then my absolute favorite thing I'd never heard of until Michael put it in this doc. The Flintstones colon Burger Time and Bedrock. I wanted to find more trademark screens, but this is very much the arcade classic Burger Time. Yep. Done with me! Ya pal Fred! And he beats up, he beats up like the Great Gazoo, as if he's an enemy. But it is like a, a much slower Burger Time with a story. You know what they don't have? What they didn't shell out for the Flintstones theme, but the Flintstones theme they came up with for Flintstones Burger Time in Bedrock is one of the most sublime and melancholy things I've ever heard.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh God! <laughs>
0: Is there, oh, yeah, this man. is a, this is sadder. Like, <laughs> like if Wilma leaves Fred, this is what this is what he's driving through with the, in the middle of the movie. He's driving through the rain.
1: Flintstones meet the Flintstones. <laughs> is like Am a, I really not attentive
0: enough for Wilma? I'm too old to move on. <laughs> So in addition to weekly bonus shows, over a hundred movie commentaries, exclusive specials, you can get the 30 2010 video games edition celebrating a month of important gaming milestones every single month at patreon.com slash LaserTime in exchange for just five bucks. And you'll support all of the LaserTime shows, including Game Apocalypse, right guys?
5: Yeah.
1: And we're back to talk about, uh, wait, no, that's not the right thing. Uh, and welcome back to our final segment where we're not going to waste any time doing the wrong intros uh, oh, so that I can further delay the press please. of this button and play off my flubs as though they were part of the plan.
0: Yeah. I have to yeah. pee again. Wait. Right now? What? <laughs> yeah, but. It took too long. I get it now.
1: Uh, who's played Guardians of the Galaxy? You have. You have. Yeah, I have. It's surprisingly good. I did not expect it to be as good as it is. Um, it is... Like, just, just the opening, they spent so much attention to detail on what is basically a flashback where you are like 12-year-old Star-Lord, Peter Quill, sitting in your wood-paneled 1980s bedroom. Yeah. Uh, and the, yeah, so they they kind of age Quill a little differently, so that, like, yeah, he was a, a kid in the 80s, and he had, yeah, they, like, they the, homer him. the big they, they spiky mullet. Him. Yeah, they homerfied him, sort of. Um, and And Star-Lord, if you find out from this intro is a band that he was into at the time, and it starts out with you just mm. hearing their music and li- looking at, like, the tape liner notes, which oh. you can turn over in your hands and read all the lyrics, and apparently they recorded an entire album for this fake I, band.
0: I got a, a, an ad for the for Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack, and it just didn't click with me. Like, what the fuck is this? And I go in there looking for, like, ELO or, like, something from the movie, and, like, no, these are just, like... Spontaneously created bands making a yeah. certain kind of music.
1: Well, that that's part of it, and the other part is like, yeah, he, he does have like an eighties mix on his walkman, sure. Which I have a little bit of a of a thematic problem with because I feel like the reason they did that in the MCU, like he has this uh, this mixtape full of like nineteen seventies uh, popular music. That his mom made his for mom him. Was into him. Yeah. It represents his connection with his mother. If he's just listening to the songs he was into as a kid, then that's yeah. a different character thing. Like that's yeah, self absorption.
0: It's not if you're just listening to the music you grew up with as a kid, you're a conservative. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, probably. Or is this implying he's a nineties or two thousands kid and his mom's music was the eighties music?
1: No, because uh, he's sitting there listening to Star-Lord and his mom comes and listens to it and she's like puts on the headphones and it's all in first person, by the way. So Uh, you get to see her come sit down in front of you and she's got like, you know, the big 80s uh, mom hair and just starts rocking out and like, yeah, this is far out. It's like nobody says far out anymore, mom. And he's
2: kind of a dick to her, honestly. And then it's uh, like, it's kind of a dick in general, dude. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's true. And then she gets up yeah. and walks out and like steps on a toy. And it's just like, Oh, you can't leave these around. It's not a toy. It's an action figure, mom. Like, Oof. yeah, well, And like, she, she tosses it at you and you like, you pick it up and look at it up close. And it's like the fucking Kenner Chewbacca action figure that they oh, modeled wow. and put in the game. And he, he, he pops up again later
2: well, and you can do that when you license a Disney property exactly, and you can throw another exactly. one
1: in there. Exactly. But oh, um, bef- before this, like, so if you get tired of listening to the liner notes, you can, like, start looking around on the bed and you realize, like, there is a copy of Rolling Stone sitting next to you where Star-Lord is on the cover. And so you can open it and, like, read, like, this two-page article that they put together on this fictional band. And they work in, like, a reference to the Steel Town Rockers, which is, like, a, a comic that Marvel put out in, like, 1990. And hmm. like that it's it's just bizarre. And then you can like look next to him and pick up his tape deck and like rewind and fast forward. Or the stop. most
2: unrealistic part of all that, Michael, was you just said a young kid was reading Rolling Stone magazine in the 80s. I like, know. I know. Nobody <laughs> under 40. <reads laughs> I got to hear magazine. what Ben
0: Fong Torres <laughs> thinks of this cream album.
1: <laughs> well, I could also see him buying it at a newsstand or bookstore if he's like, oh, Star Lord, I'm into them and they're on the cover. Ah, even
2: in the, in the 80s as a kid I knew that Rolling Stone that's an old people's magazine. No, mm, no young yeah. people read yeah, that that's shit. that's true. That's true. We had Spin. Remember Spin magazine right. was the young person Right. That it.
1: But but then like if you get up and walk around his room they put all this again ridiculous level of detail in there. There's like a like pseudo Lost Starfighter or Last Starfighter poster. There's a, a ColecoVision with like actual ColecoVision game boxes scattered around it. Wow. Uh, the You can find, like, um, Death Trap Dungeon, which, like, it was one of IDOS's first games on PlayStation, mm-hmm. but it was also, like, a choose-your-own-adventure-style series by Ian Livingstone before that, and it's just, like, sitting on a shelf with its cover facing outward, and, and, yeah, just tons of detail, like, you can go, like, he's got a bunch of tapes on a shelf, and you can... Like it's it's detailed enough, the texture, that you can, like, go and read the titles individually and there there are all these other references like, oh, there's a band called Von Doom and it's just like, I don't want to leave this room. I don't want to start playing the game because <laughs> this is so cool and I know the game's going to be nothing like it and no, it's, uh, the, the game is, uh, it's like a shooter RPG. You're playing as Star-Lord. You have, uh, you can command the other guardians with a menu and, uh, like, it, it has moments where if, if the chips are down, like, they'll, they'll come to you and, like, you'll, you'll be able to call a huddle and you have to, like, pick the right words to, to pep them up and then they'll all get, like, a damage bonus, but you can also fuck it up and then, like, ah, oh, more of this bullshit from Quill, whatever.
2: I, I'm curious about that mechanic, the directing your teammates, cause that sounds like some, like, OG Xbox brute force bullshit. It's, like, it's a does- bit
1: like that where, like, yeah, you just highlight, look at an enemy, you, like, <laughs> pull up the force. menu button. <laughs> I was
3: I was thinking it sounds like Final Fantasy VII remake a little bit too. Is it more like that?
1: Um, I'm trying to remember what that was like. I, I know you're not you're not switching between them, at least not at the point where I'm at. But uh, it is just like you you look at an enemy, you you hold down L1 and it like goes into like an active pause, and you can select like okay, I want Groot to do this entanglement move, and and then you let it go and he'll he'll do the thing, or Rocket will toss a
2: bomb, or Gamora will do, like, a sliding slash thing, whatever. And then you were, you were telling us before, like, between all the combat sequences, like, it's sort of like a Telltale game and that there's, yes. like, a lot of options, uh, dialogue there, options.
1: There's a lot of dialogue options. There are a lot of choices that will affect things later in the game that you're, are just kind of lobbed at you, like, oh, should we, uh, should we hide this illegal tech that we stole or should we hide this extremely illegal llama that we found?
2: In spaceship. <laughs> the spaceship. Illegal llama. Now there's a band name. Mm-hmm.
1: Right and like that'll affect like the fine that you get and also like whether certain missiles are available to you later on. Um, there's also like moments where you're flying the, um, what's it called? The, the spaceship. I'm already forgetting the name. Milano uh, or something. The, the Milano. Name. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Both yeah. The but you were saying it's it's actually kinda of well written, it's funny, like yeah. the interaction. Yeah, it's the funny. There's
1: there's like tons of constant banter from the team all around you, like you're just walking around inside the ship and hearing them chatter at each other and uh you know, Drax mentions something like, I do not trust the assassin her uh we, we should take advantage of one of her disreputable sources and like from across the ship she just screams, My sources are not disreputable.
2: does it have that uh let's call it the marvel uncanny valley that i experienced in the avengers game where you feel like you're playing the wish versions of these characters because they're not the mcu versions. yeah a
1: little bit but you get used to that and like yeah star lord you know i I guess i'm kind of okay with him not uh resembling um what's his face mario Mario so he can't yeah exactly yeah it's
0: mario
4: Mm
0: (laughs) well uh i i thought cynically when um Squinix dumped uh, Marvel's Avengers over on Game Pass that it was just to, like, really exploit some free-to-play horse shit, But I guess, yeah, it was sort of, like, getting me hyped for this game. Hmm. Probably. Um, probably. Well, like, this game has
1: a lot of the things that I liked in Avengers, but, like, the re- one of the reviews that I was reading, like, it's it's like Avengers with all of the live service stuff stripped out. Like, there's yeah. no... Uh, you don't have to worry about gear the same way. It's it's by the same
2: people who did Deus
1: Ex, so
2: it's yeah, it's it's Idos Montreal. It it sounds like the combat itself. Like your mileage may vary a lot in the Avengers depending on which character you're playing as. Whereas in this one, you're only really playing as Star Lord, and you're just telling other people what to do. So as a shooter. Is it pretty good shooter? Pretty, it's pretty so good. It one feel? one of the first uh, upgrades
1: I was telling you that you get is actually uh, Gears of War style active reload, yep. more it, do if it. you time it right, because your your guns don't have to be reloaded, they just overheat, but uh, you can make this thing so that it they start cooling down uh, immediately, and if you time the button press right, then you'll unleash like a supercharged shot, which is pretty neat. Um, but yeah, it's it's pretty solid. Um, it it's A little strange for me to get used to because, just because I'm so used to with any like third person shooter action game, left stick draws and aims, right stick shoots, and you don't have to aim or anything. You just move the, the camera around and hit the, the button and you'll shoot. So Mm. there's no
2: zooming.
3: Oh, that is different. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: Oh, I see what you're saying. There's no ADS. Right. Exactly. Okay. At
1: least not that I've experienced so far. I'm cool. I'm only a couple hours in, but I really like what I've played so far. I just
0: hope it bodes well for more Marvel games, for fuck's yeah. sake. Yeah. Yeah. I, to, to, to completely disappear from the gaming landscape for eight years in the midst of all those movies and that momentum. Seems like somebody should never be forgiven for that.
2: (laughs) And then, and then have Square of all people carrying the mantle of Marvel games for the past few years. Feels so odd.
0: I, but I'm saying that playing Marvel's Avengers and like, it has bumps in the road and things I, I didn't like in the, even the beta, but it's still like, wildly impressive and it, it shows how much you miss having these characters in an interactive world and, uh, when I saw them, even at the reveal, I'm like, oh, shit. So they're going to take everything they've learned, refine it, and this is probably going to be pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I still don't know if I'm ready to buy it yet, but I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to pick it up two months from now for
3: $30. Same cool. I, yeah,
0: that,
2: <laughs> I mean, Avengers coming to Game Pass is giving me hope. I'm like, oh, maybe this one will pop up on Game Pass it's soon. I would love that. In a year, a, in a year. Yeah, could be.
3: This game looks—it looks really fun. But it's like I felt like I forgot about it until this week. Like yeah. last time we saw a uh, gameplay footage of it, I think maybe a few months back. I felt like I've heard nothing about it, and it kind of just dropped this week. And I the, like the I marketing it.
2: of this one has been a bit strange. Yeah, they went—they did the announcement years ago at this point. Mm-hmm. Then they kind of went radio silent for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Showed off some videos. I want to say around E3 time timeframe.
0: They showed like twenty minutes of footage.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Norm- normally you would have seen like a big build the last month or two, but yeah, this one, it took me by surprise as well. Like, oh, that's out this week? Like, it, it was very, yeah, just kind of like, oh, it's here. All right. Yeah. yeah.
0: Definitely not the world I rem- The game, the game coverage world I remembered is
6: gone.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Part, part of that's pandemic, I think. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, like people sure. aren't really in offices together talking about this stuff. I, I don't know, but, uh, so, Michael, you like the game. I have heard so many mixed opinions about this game from various sites and stuff like that. It really does seem to be one of those games where you got to maybe try it for yourself and to, hmm. to really know if you're going to like it or not. Maybe. Because I've heard a lot of people talk about, like, combat's fun at first, but it gets very repetitive. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, maybe I don't know if I'm interested enough in this one.
1: Maybe they should release a four-hour trial like Riders Republic
2: did. Hell yeah! <laughs> which, well, I was telling you, I... I couldn't tell if I screwed up on that four hour trial or if it was, uh, so I I played like an hour and a half and then I put my Xbox on suspend state, walked away and I went to go play the next day because I wanted to come back. I'm like, fuck, I want to try the, you know, even more of these sports because I think I got through like the first two sports like BMXing and then, uh, the jit wing suiting. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then when I opened it, it's like, oh, the trial's over. And I couldn't tell if, the week was over that I was supposed to play it in or if, like, having it in suspend ate up the rest of my four hours. But uh I I enjoyed the 90 minutes of it I played in terms of the moment-to-moment, like, the racing. Yeah. I was telling you, like, I'm just really happy that someone, and in this case it's Ubisoft, is still making games like this. Like, because, like, you know, 2000s was fucking lousy with these types of games. There were so many. And it's like now... Ubisoft is doing steep in this, yeah. uh, and this I think is kind of an extension of steep, right? It's, no it's more like, amped. Come on, Microsoft. It's,
3: <laughs> it's the like the same... EA sports
1: big vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's the same team that that did steep. Uh, yeah, the Mont- Montpellier and Annecy. Annecy, a- an- a- okay, yeah, yeah. okay, but it's uh nestled in the Alps, so they're
2: big ski people. But um, but it's it's yeah, it's it's an extreme sports title, which yeah. we don't have a lot of, and it's a bunch of different extreme sports, and the racing itself, like I'd say this, like. Any one sport maybe isn't as tight feeling as like an SSX, which is only snowboarding, mm-hmm. right? But the mm-hmm. fact that you have such a wide variety kind of makes up for that. Yeah, It feels a lot like Forza Horizon to me in that like it's supposed Ooh, to be awesome. this festival and everything yeah. has this festival feel. It's like, oh, go here and do this event. And it's this huge open world map where you're supposed to be doing all this stuff. It's like they took the cool festival aspects of the Forza games, but instead of doing car races, you're doing extreme sports races like yeah. that. That is very much what the game plays like to me.
1: Yeah. And I'm also impressed with what they did with the open world. Full disclosure, I do work for Ubisoft. I'll just mm-hmm. throw that out here now. Um, but they, uh, what it is that the, the open world is an like an amalgamation of a bunch of different American national parks, so, yeah, like, they've yeah. got stuff from Yosemite, they've got, like, the, the, they're called Bryce the Hoodoos from Utah, yeah. like, the, these big, uh, rock pillars that you can, like, now ride a bike across. Um, yeah. It's like, yeah, it's a bunch of different places with a bunch of different biomes. Uh, there's, you, you can, you can just fast travel straight to events or you can, just wander around and take in the sites that they've built, and
2: that's one thing I like. Is is so most snow games you can kind of only go downhill to mm-hmm. explore, right? But yeah. like when, when you're on your your bike, it's like yeah, you can you can pedal uphill, and so there's a little bit more exploration yeah. there for about
0: ten seconds. If we're being accurate, just saying,
2: I'm very <laughs> bad at biking uphill. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, very very bad. What other sports are there? So I only got through BMX and wingsuiting.
1: There is well. There's rocket wing suiting, um, in addition to regular wing suiting. There's skiing, snowboarding. Uh, you can uh, you get a snowboard or sorry, a snowmobile early on, which is obviously not so much a, it's a thing to compete on as, as to
0: <laughs> just get around quickly. <laughs> but how to drag away contestants who were competing? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, I've seen their snowmobile races are a real deal, man. Those mm-hmm. things are fucking bad. They badass. should have a god mode that it's just raw parkour. Snowmobiles are amazing when you realize it's just a chainsaw with the big like tank tread on the bottom. It's basically just a chain of a tank it's, tread it going It seems around. like
0: there has yeah. to be a better way. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, that I I actually I did play through more sports because this thing also opens like a Forza game in that the intro It's like a Forza showcase where you're basically going through each of the sports. It's like, okay, I went off this ramp on my bike, and now I'm on a snowboard. You know, it it does that thing to kind of give you a feel for all the different sports when you first start.
4: Mm -hmm.
2: But I think it's lost some of the sports from steep, right? Like it lost the parachuting probably
1: yeah well i'm I'm looking at our articles at news.ubisoft.com that we publish and uh yeah, it includes biking, Shoot. skiing, snowboarding, wingsuiting, and rocket wingsuiting. so yeah you don't have the slow meditative uh parachute things from steep at
2: least that was not that we're advertising yeah uh so I'm gonna speak about something right now um the only thing about this game that I gave side eye to while playing the demo. Boy, do they speak in that extreme sports slang, man? We're gonna shred the gnar and we're really feeling it, baby. Like, it's. It is aggressively in your face with that, um. Try hard. Spoken language. like
0: someone who got pitted.
2: Yes, yes. <laughs> but they, they describe pitted about, like, I'm gonna go get pitted with my double bacon cheeseburger. Just about, like, mundane weird shit in the game. Cause, like, your mentor. Is the guy who runs like a food wagon yeah. in the the camp, the extreme sports camp, and and he's like our age, mm-hmm. and so he's like he's way too old know, for this shit. Yeah, way too old for this shit, but more mellow, but isn't as extreme. But uh, the the girl who's your mentor when you first get there is just like, I I could not keep up with the slang, and I didn't want to keep up. I felt like an old playing this game, and I'm fine with that. Acceptance is fine. It's a good thing, I suppose. Yes, yes. Uh speaking of old Yes. You played an old a new a new version of
1: an old game. Old that is old is new again. Resident Evil four in VR. How is it? Uh well it's exclusive to Oculus Quest two, apparently. Which is, so that's damn it. So if you want to give money to Facebook, uh <laughs> The reviews on this game are basically
2: like the Half-Life Alex reviews. It's like, it's amazing if you can play it. Mm. And I'm just like, fuck you. Like,
1: yeah. Well, that, that's the thing. Like, I, I finally decided like, okay, there's, there is other exclusive stuff coming to Oculus Quest 2. Uh, Fine. I'll get one. Um, but I did it so I could play this and talk about it. And it is fucking rad. Uh, it is Resident Evil 4, kind of a truncated version. Um, it looks like the original Resident Evil 4 did, which is good because if I was being chased around by a believable, uh, creepily lit maniac with a bag head and a chainsaw, I would probably shit myself. But since it's good old <laughs> Dr. Salvador, uh, I just try to keep my distance. But, uh, it is, you know, it's, it's, it's a VR game where you're, you're going through these familiar environments and you have. A gun which you can reload by uh, that you have like these floating icons in front of you and you just reach out to one of them and you grab the gun from it and then you reach out to the other one and you pull out a clip and you slap it into the gun and pull the slide back and now you're ready to shoot and you can check your ammo by uh, looking at Leon's watch on the inside of your left wrist. And uh, then you can uh, get grenades, and they go on your chest, which is kind of awkward if you're a woman, and now you have to grab uh, through some—there's something there. What could it be? Oh, no. It's not letting me reach the grenade. That's been apparently a real problem people have been having. Oh, really? Yeah. That boobs get in the way of grabbing weapons (laughs) off your chest.
2: Um. So it's, it's first person though, cause yes. four is, it's is entirely a person first person, game. person. Okay.
1: So yeah, yeah, you are seeing everything from Leon's perspective. Um, you can, uh, you, you still have to manage a suitcase like inventory system. And I do appreciate that like, so parts of it have stayed the same. Other parts like the UI have been very beautifully modernized. Like that, uh, the whole, inventory management is like you pull up a screen and like the big suitcase is floating in front of you and like little tray slides out with like different treasures and stuff. Or like if you want to like, oh, I'm going to take this thing and combine it uh, with this other gun. When you go to like the the merchant and you say, I want to improve this gun. It actually puts this, these like little posts in front of you. So you can like take out your gun and, and put it on them and then like, Buy different oh, upgrades, me. like yeah, it's, it's really neat. I,
2: I would have loved if they went full, like you had to hold a suitcase in one hand the entire game and put it on
1: the ground in front of you. <laughs> oh
4: to
2: god, that, sort would been, your shit. that would have been terrible. <laughs> it, so-
3: it sounds, it sounds really arcade style the way you describe the gameplay. Did you, uh, have any of all played Resident Evil 7 in VR? Is it similar the way it plays?
1: Resident Evil 7 in VR is literally Resident Evil 7 in VR, like it doesn't really tamper with the gameplay at all. This is, uh, like full you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like motion control gameplay, where oh. your your hands are Leon's hands, and you aim the controller, and Leon is aiming the
0: gun. Um, mm. I stab a lot in that yeah. game,
1: and and you can do the thing where. Uh, well, the the knife is not that great, honestly, because it doesn't, oh. there's no knockback. So, and, and I, I just kind of like just wildly slash at the air in front of me <laughs> and sometimes <laughs> it connects and sometimes it doesn't. But you can do the thing where if you don't want to waste bullets, you shoot them in the face once. And while they're staggering, you run up and you do a roundhouse kick, which will catch any other nearby enemies and send them all flying and uh then you can kill, like, you know, four or five enemies using just a few bullets to, instead of a whole bunch of them. Um, I and, feel
2: like I used to use the knife when they were on the ground in that mm-hmm. one. Just uh, didn't want to waste yeah. bullets. I just oh, stabbed you them can,
1: you can totally do, like, a CQC thing with, like, the knife in one hand and the pistol in the other. No way. Yeah, you can. And and it does switch to, like, a third-person view when you do the kick. Um, there, like, anytime oh, there's yeah. a cutscene, actually... It's just not only to a third person view, but like a cinematic view where like a screen opens up in front of you and you're watching the cutscene. And that's not just like story cutscenes, but also like Leon jumps out of the second floor window and like, I okay, watch it as a cutscene. Now I'm back on the ground. That's how they do transitions. This sounds awesome. It's really cool if you have an Oculus Quest 2 Which, or one. I'm so to get sorry.
2: One. I get these confused. Which is the Quest 2? Is this the portable? They've done so many yeah. of these now. So the,
1: the Quest is the high-end, self-contained VR unit. Okay. Um, the, the Quest 2 is the better version of that. More processing power, um, I think a higher refresh rate, higher resolution on the lenses, and uh, and both Quests can be hooked up to a PC, so you can use them just as VR goggles connected to your PC. And this one also has a
2: wireless connection. What, what's the other Oculus that's not the, Was it the Rift? One?
1: Well, the Rift is the the station, like the the one that only works with the PC. There, I think I know what
2: you're. The like I want to say Oculus Go, something like that. Yeah, like the, the lower it's...
1: end version.
2: Okay, so this, but this one isn't even for Rift. This is just for Quest Two.
1: Yep. Weird. Yeah,
2: they weird. have an issue there. They mm-hmm. they are definitely. If you put out too many pieces of hardware and no one can keep track of which one they need to own to buy your product, that's not a good thing.
4: Hmm.
1: But, you know, this is uh, it, it's to get people to buy a Quest 2, which, yes. you know, yes. is, is the one a lot of people didn't want to buy. Because in addition to giving money to Facebook, it only works if you tie
0: it with your Facebook
1: account. <laughs> yeah,
3: that's and really then nice.
1: if you ever lose your Facebook account, it becomes useless.
0: Um, <laughs> get ready for exclusive game recommendations from Steve Bannon.
2: Mm
4: -hmm.
0: speaking
2: of useless this is a game that it's useless in my game pass subscription but only because i don't like this genre of game did anyone here play age of empires 4
3: oh no. no i've never played age of empires before ever
2: that's the thing is i am so not an rts guy so we can move on but uh apparently this is a very good one of those games if you're into rts's it's nice that there's a new one, and yeah, is I think it's—is it, this
1: the one with the the prophets that go whoa, lo, lo,
2: lo, lo, or whatever it is? Sure, yeah, I, yeah, I have to believe you. I, <laughs> I, I really don't know, but uh, <laughs> but it, yeah, Game Pass because it's Microsoft Studios so hmm. that does this one, right? So I
1: might have to check it out. Uh
2: yeah. Did you play the? There's a new Fatal Frame or a re-release of the the Fatal Maiden of Blackwater?
1: Frame. Yeah, it's like a remaster of the Wii U one. I have not played it, unfortunately, but I I would like to. So we'll put a pin in it for now.
2: Yeah, and then the other one we have to put a pin in because it's not out as of this recording is the Mario Party Superstars, which is the, I think they're they're almost all N64 table or boards, right? That they're just remastering for boards. Switch. Yeah, they're, it's a board game. Oh, boards, okay, man. boards.
4: <laughs> I'm <laughs> not <you're> like, British.
2: <laughs> I don't call levels boards. No, I
0: bet it's spelled B O R E D.
2: Sorry.
1: Nice. Haven't played that yet, but yeah, it is one that i would like seeing people compare. Like, oh, how has this mini game changed through the years? Like, this was originally on N sixty four, and
3: now it looks much better. Is it like the second Mario Party that they'll have out like in yeah. in a year?
2: No, the, yeah, the that's, other one came that's out twenty eighteen. Mario Party, yeah. <laughs> <Isn't it? laughs> I know because I had to
1: buy it for sixty bucks
2: <laughs> for a reason. I got it. Yeah. I got it on sale for forty around holiday last year. I I like that Super Mario Party game. I know. A, like Mario Party fans didn't necessarily like it so much like it's weird that there's this like core fandom of Mario Party that I think the reason they're so excited for Superstars is it goes back to like their favorite mm-hmm. versions of the game and their favorite Oh, you're games. saying
0: this is wrapped up in nostalgia and not yeah. rational behavior. Yeah.
2: If we're talking Nintendo, oh. right? I guess. Oh. <laughs>
1: Maybe if it's like the one that I played when I was a kid, I'll like it like the one I played when I was right. a kid.
2: Yes, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. But Super Mario Party is great because there's many games specifically designed for the Joy-Con. That's what I'm, I'm curious mm. about. This one is like, wait, isn't this the one, one that's in?
1: like it's generating like mild controversy because they're bringing back the tug of war and people are saying like, hey, remember when they did the tug of war on N64 and there was a class action suit where they had to distribute
2: protective gloves to people? Yes. Yes, because it, it was people were cutting and burning themselves, mm-hmm. like giving themselves basically rug burn with their yeah. control. Oh, right?
4: Yeah.
1: Well I mean, bear in mind the N sixty four controllers did not have a pad on the thumbstick. It was just little plastic
3: ridges. So Well, you can order one if you got the Nintendo expansion oh, pad so you can
2: see for yourself. <laughs>
3: I so feel like if there's a tug of war on this now, people are going to think it's a squid game reference. Mm-hmm.
2: Hey, uh, speaking of that expansion, I saw the most cursed image online the other day. If you turn over, apparently, that Genesis controller that they're selling, mm-hmm. it's got it right there. It's got the Nintendo logo next to the Sega logo. <sighs> oh, that's weird. It's strange. Nintendo is selling and putting out a Genesis controller. That's strange yep. in and of itself.
4: Yep. Mm-hmm.
2: So weird,
1: like yeah. Nintendo is the one in- intent on preserving the legacy of the. Genesis. You can only
2: buy that controller is... through Nintendo. They don't sell those at stores. That is it is, it is literally
0: Nintendo. like watching Vince McMahon remaster WCW uh, oh. matches. Like it...
2: it's similar. It's similar vibe because it's very Vince similar. sort of always gives them shade. You know, like when when he when WWE puts out old WCW stuff, it's always kind of like, man, this stuff sucked. But fine, yeah, we'll put it out. We did it. Stop asking us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, yeah, when Nintendo does the Sega stuff, it's kind of like, eh, we won. We won and we get to do this. Yeah, Damn shame they
0: couldn't figure out how to launch a bunch of 20-year-old 20, 20 games appropriately. But oh, yeah. we're
2: going to talk about that in the... Oh, my bad. Oh, in the... <laughs> Oh, yeah, we'll get there, but first, we have to kick it off with a very special Halloween edition of the.
5: VGA Hollywood segment!
2: (laughs) Hey, uh, you guys saw that Uncharted trailer? How'd that look to you? I saw it in front of Dune in a
5: theater.
3: Oh,
2: you saw it too, actually. Yeah. So you got to um, see the lack of a mustache on Sully right there. Yeah. It's just the, both of those actors seem very miscast. Yeah, I've it never I've right. never
0: really been a fan of the criticism of like this is miscast, but it's just like half of what I wanted to see on screen I'm just not going to see. Hmm. And in the the end the end was just like here's a mission from Uncharted Three, which thirty twenty ten fans turns ten years old. Wow, Uh this week. Uh yeah, I just I have no interest in, in this at all. I felt nothing from these trailers. Um nothing. Well
1: I I thought like when they cast Tom Holland, like this is gonna be young Drake and it's gonna tell the story of how he met no. Sully. It's like, no, it's adult Drake and he's meeting Sully for the first time during the events of Uncharted Four,
2: apparently. Yeah, cause his they mentioned his brother. He's a bartender. Yeah. It's it's yeah. doing the fucking Hollywood thing it's of like, like I, we, I, we I know must I'm change getting, the story. I know,
0: I know I'm getting older. It just—it was something Sam mentioned more eloquently than me. And we watched Solo, the Han Solo solo movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just that like it has two characters uh, played by Harrison Ford and uh, oh my god, I just lost his name. Who's Lando Calrissian? Billy D. Williams. Mm-hmm. Billy D. And it ha- and it takes two characters like. Uh, uh, I love you. I know. I'm um, like, uh, ah, Han, watch out. And then like they get, they get cast in this movie and all of a sudden they're skinnier, shorter. I mean, all talk in a really high place. <laughs> <laughs> and like, is this what <laughs> my, my perception of what is a man? It probably has to change because our Tom Holland is a leading adventurer. Like as a small, short, tiny, squeaky voiced little guy, like this is.
3: I don't know. Like, if you want to see this on screen, why would you want to see that? But Nathan Drake, to me, like, he, okay, he looks more of, like, what I would think Mark Wahlberg would be, like, a Nathan Drake in this role. Mm -hmm. Yeah, shorter, capable of
0: beating up an Asian for no reason.
3: And (laughs) Like,
1: he was originally supposed to be Nathan Drake when this project started 10 years ago, but nobody wanted him because he doesn't have a palpable sense
3: of humor. And, yeah. and Tom Holland just looks like such a young boy because you still think Peter Parker.
0: Yeah.
3: And I guess in our mind and in the game. He's Nathan the best Spider Man of
0: all time, so I'm not shitting on Tom Holland. I really that's like the him.
3: Thing
2: yeah, is, is, I know this is an old people argument, but yeah, I don't. So Nathan Drake's not like this manly manly. He's not fucking Indiana Jones or whatever, right? But he's still not like this little, hey, I'm little boy, I'm little. I'm it, little I've mean, never, I, yeah, Drake. I've
0: never had this kind of criticism to, I just, but then like talking to you guys is just like, Man, if you're not playing the games, you're wasting your fucking time. Yeah, you're wasting your fucking time. It is th- those games are, have more cinematic moments than ninety minutes could encompass per game, and you're going to go see this ninety minute derivative piece of shit uh, that that ultimately is like a pale imitation of what you wanted to see.
3: That to me, I'm is not like, going to go
0: see. That.
2: One of the reasons I wasn't really wowed is like. It's a spectacle in that they were able to do that in video games. Stuff we we were used to seeing in movies for decades at yeah. that point, right? Yeah. So when a movie shows off something like the, yeah. the the cargo falling out of the plane or that pirate ship in the cave, I'm like, yeah, we've been seeing that in movies for decades. This isn't, it's not special. In the video game, what was so cool is like games were never able to be that cinematic before yeah. Uncharted, yeah. and that's what let makes alone Uncharta like fully special.
0: interactive. Like these are not cutscenes. You yeah. are really moving across crates being dragged from a plane in midair.
2: Yeah. And, and I like that they're giving fan service. They're like, "Yeah, this is the scene you remember from the movie, from the game." I know, it but the, the games felt
0: like Nolan esque in their cinemascope. scope. Yeah, whereas this just looks like a CG powerhouse. Like, which is what the games are. Yeah, <laughs> like,
3: ironically, ironically like the games, what, it looks the the more fuck? CG
0: than the games.
3: Yes, and it still looks worse. The games have always done a great job of taking a movie like this, really, like you know Indiana Jones and like the Brendan Fraser movie movies, right? Yeah. But making you feel like when you're playing them, like, you are in that, you're immersed, and you are the, like, lead character in this yeah. world, right? Yeah, you're Nathan so Drake. when you do the movies well, like, if you do an Indiana Jones or, like, a Brendan Fraser mummy, and it's fun to watch when they're directed and made well. But when you play the games, you feel like, I am the person in the movie. So, yeah. the weird thing about this is, like, a weird reverse thing where the movie version of this experience now. It's like, for for those of us that play the games, it looks like, yeah, here's that thing from R.I.T. 3 on the plane. Even the idea of having like Tom Holland as a young Nate, it's kind of like the flashback in Uncharted 3.
2: Yeah. And then the stuff with his
3: brother. It's like, here's stuff for like, hey, you guys played the games, you recognize this stuff, right? But then for the person who doesn't know shit about the games, hey, here's a like just a generic action movie.
2: And and I think you're touching on why video game movies rarely succeed is if you are used to playing the games and living out the fantasy, the movie doesn't do it for you. And if you're not. A gamer, they're pretty much just generic action movies. And you're like, yeah, yeah, there's there's bigger brands that I know that I can go see. I can go see a fucking Marvel movie, you know? Like, like if this
3: was not tied to a game, it was just some movie called Uncharted. Some, we'd be like, oh, hey, there's a Tom Holland, Mark Wahlberg movie. The best like, part about right.
2: this trailer is Antonio Banderas. I am mm-hmm. glad to see him right. back and acting and looking good. You know, it's like fucking Antonio Banderas I haven't is seen that him there. in
0: a Naughty Dog game since they, they put Joel in his uh, Assassin's success uh, gif, never mind, I can't, you guys don't seem to know what I'm talking about, but it was an awesome moment. Uh, But, yeah, I'm I'm not going to see this. Oh, the
4: lean back in the chair bite. I'm I'm going to
0: predict even more this is going to kill the big budget movie, uh, video game movie. I I thought Ratchet and Clank, which I wanted to succeed, I would do that, but like, Uncharted's sort of a not a dead franchise, but pretty dormant. I, I, like, how have we not reached the end of Nathan Drake's saga? I like, think the, we have. The last game was pr- well, pretty clear about that. Oh, yeah. most well, certainly. So what are they promoting? And, like, this has Sony's name on it in the front of the trailer. And uh, I think it's going to bomb big time. And it's not going to get anyone interested in their games. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to make... Uncharted right now is this flawless franchise. This, like, big, giant, awesome thing. I'm just I fucking hate this. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's it's like the Mario
1: Brothers movie where it was like it's been trapped in production hell for so long that uh, by the time it finally surfaces, like we're well past the apex of this franchise's popularity. There hasn't been a new game in years. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's like Yeah, and, I, and and like that the only thing that can save this Uncharted movie is Charlie Day is Luigi. If he shows up <laughs> in the Uncharted movie, I will go.
2: That being said, this movie will redeem itself. If here's my here's me, uh, you know, ideal cast, ideal writing for the film. If the movie ends and the whole thing has been a flashback where Nathan Fillion is Nathan Drake and he's describing something that happened in his past to Bruce Campbell as Sully, then I'm on board all of a sudden. And it's like, okay, yeah,
4: all right. So now, I got how
0: much better casting, casting that is, and how much that would get people like me and even people ten years younger than me into a theater, whereas this. I, I don't think this is going to work.
3: Also, that short fan-made film with Nathan Feeling, yeah. it's really good because it's fun yes. and it captures the spirit of what the games do. So yeah. watch that online for free. It's like 15 there minutes, 10 minutes long. Yeah.
4: yeah.
0: I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I, 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 I really try not to be an old curmudgeon fuddy-duddy, but like, I don't see the point of this film.
1: I'll, I'll tell you what the point is. People who invested in it ten years ago need their yeah. their paper. Yeah,
2: there's that. Yeah. yeah. So so there's three things I want to bounce off you guys in a. It's a non segment, but uh, we get to be curmudgeon-y. So There's three kind of things that were shown this week that I want your opinions on. So first off, uh, they finally showed off some campaign footage or more campaign footage from Halo Infinite. Did you guys see any of that? Like, uh, I, what did you No, guess? I don't care at all. I,
1: I really? saw a bit of it, and mm-hmm. the part that resonated with me is they talked about how, like, you can approach these, um, it's, it's not Covenant. What, what are the new bad guys?
2: Oh, yeah, I forget their name, yeah, but, but they have Covenant yeah, aliens, that, but they have
1: so. outposts which you can approach and fuck up however you see fit. And I'm like, this is giving me Far Cry vibes. If we get an open world Halo, that where I can just go around and do Far Cry shit and blow up random outposts at my at my leisure, like I am I am one hundred percent in.
0: They flirted with that in Guardians, and it was fun, but it was like uh clearly like trying to bite a little Destiny off. Mm. With, but they've they of always to sort of through. flirted
2: with it. Like the whole Halo One had these sandbox open world elements to it that they kind mm-hmm. of reeled back for two and three, and and yet in watching this kind of trailer, whatever you want to call it, like there were some moments where i saw some of that open world jank a little like at one point he just calls down a vehicle and they like literally drop it from this drop ship and yep. it just boom like yeah. the physics hit the environment and i'm like oh but then you get to he get in that and goes off to fuck shit up and i'm like oh that's kind of fun yeah if they, if they can bring that back if if there's sandbox elements to this campaign like that's more interesting to me yeah. than just a tube shooter with master chief uh, but again it's 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 so weird Sorry, go ahead, Mike. No, I was I just
1: going to say, honestly, that that sequence where they drop in the ship that reminded me of one of my favorite open world games ever, which was Mercenaries. And sure? I think you could yeah, do this yeah. in in Just Cause too, where like you just say like, "Hey, uh I want to order a uh, an armored like an APC," and like, "Okay, we'll send a helicopter right over," and then a helicopter comes over and drops it right in front of you, and you get in you and drive it. Dude, Far
2: Cry Six, I called my car anytime I wanted. I had a badass. That's
1: sports true, car that but a helicopter does not deliver it like that's that's, true. that's part of the presentation.
2: Some some poor dude just pulls up in the middle of nowhere as long as mm-hmm. there's a road there and yeah. he gets out and I'm like, "Alright, we'll see you." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just saying I just
0: want to point out again, I saw the footage came out, but as a guy whose Game Pass subscription is renewed through the year, it's like, "Yeah, I'll play it when it comes out." I don't mm-hmm. you, like you can't even hype me up anymore like
1: I'm already sold I can't
0: pre-order it. it. I I'm already pl- going to play it like I I I don't care
2: and <laughs> Well, it, so it, I, what they're trying to do is convert. They're trying to get Game Pass subscribers. That's true, true. I just, but it's, it's an
0: again. It's like I said this at E three. It's an odd phenomenon. They're not chasing my money anymore. They're trying to keep my subscription. But my mm. subscription is paid for for the until April. Mm. So it's like mm-hmm. I'm playing this game whether they like it or not. Well, you're not. Everybody. And i not. I know. No. I know. But no. I'm just saying that's that's the. But if you're buying this <laughs> game and not
2: Game Pass, you're an idiot. Uh, that's I get yeah, I don't know if that person exists like they you know I'm, <laughs> I'm sure it does I'm with some special to see edition horse Forza Horizon 5 and I'm like I'm not going to buy that I, I get that with I've told you guys already I bought DLC for that game that I know I will get as part of my Game Pass subscription. Like it's so mm-hmm. weird. Like
0: Yeah, it's it, it, it's a strange I, I think we're on
2: the verge of something strange and new. Uh well here's something that's not new but is strange. Mm. Did you see the gta the trilogy remaster footage that came out yeah that
1: what that exists that is a choice that they (laughs) what they did with the character (laughs) designs were like we're sticking with like the original look we're just making it look much better it's like but i mean on the one hand i like this it's neat on the other hand it's like they look like muppets
2: and they're grotesque <laughs> it's they, they so look like a garbage it, pail kid movie it like, looks like look an so incredibly odd ways.
0: design choice in an indie game not a resurrection of the the biggest game franchise of all time yeah. <laughs> even,
2: even the cityscapes it just they're lit it's like they, they they lit them better in like unreal i'm assuming it's like unreal 4 or something those it's look so, crazy it's so weird because like the models though they didn't add that many polygons too so it's like still these like plain block yeah. buildings they're just Immaculately lit on this amazing, like, sky. They
0: look like they look like the Mario Sunshine Delfino people lost weight. (laughs) (laughs)
2: It is, it is a a look, and it's fine, but like, I think the big complaint people have is like, these are replacing the original versions of the game, and that's fucked Mm -hmm. up. Like, why didn't they just leave up the originals and say, yeah, and you can also get these? Like, the fact that these will be we know now there's Confederate flags
0: in them, and they can't release them on certain platforms i mean they like
2: were the already platform. on those platforms though they took they them off the platform. storefronts which is yeah. so weird so right, yeah so um last one uh guerrilla games revealed some uh some new traversal things like how aloy is going to get around the world in horizon forbidden west i finally fellas, went back and played the the frozen waste expansion from one to get hype for this i fucking can't wait because all of my annoyances with that game when they showed off in the new game, like, they basically brought in the Breath of the Wild fucking paragliding stuff. They brought in all these, like, in, in the other game, you had to see those, like, yellow foothold things to climb to scale a wall. Whereas yep. in this one, it's like, yeah, if there's a thing that's, like, at shoulder level, you just scale up automatically. It's great. And I'm like, oh, thank God. Like, there is some clunkiness to getting around the original that they seemingly are addressing. And I am so excited for this game now. Like, I, I need it to be next year to get here.
3: I remember when the first Horizon came out and I was playing that game and I think Breath of the Wild came out like right before or after is like the same time period. It was
2: it was similar time frame, yeah.
3: I remember playing that game and at some point trying to jack my way up the side of a mountain where I'm not supposed to be climbing. Yeah. Yeah. And seeing videos of people on Breath of the Wild climbing and I'm like, why can't I do this shit in this game? And it seems like they totally like noticed that's what, all the stuff that they took notes from, like, with Breath of the Wild and Things they couldn't do in the first game, they totally like here we can do it all now.
2: There was a sequence they show of just like Aloy's like climbing these trees, and then they sh- they have you know robot dinosaurs fucking like up in the trees with her, and it's just like it- it's breathtaking, like the sequence. And you're like, I cannot cannot wait for like the new environments in this game, and like that that series. Yeah, Breath of the Wild kind of took some of the wind out of. The sales of the original, where it's just like, yeah, it came out, and then Breath of the Wild's like, no, no, this is how you do a new open world game. Yeah, you know, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited. You guys check, do you see any of that new footage, new stuff, new powers? It looks, looks pretty good. I think that's the only thing I haven't seen. So ah, okay.
0: Yes, sadly, I, I saw the new Venom movie, but didn't see
2: that. Uh, <laughs> did anyone see the PlayStation State of Play? I speech? did.
1: I did. That is that is what I saw instead of uh, looking at the Horizon footage. Um, this was
2: like a focused on indie games. A lot yeah, it yeah, like, right? largely.
1: Um, it, it showed off a bunch of stuff. Uh, Death Verse. It's it's a Let It Die sequel where it's like a, a reality TV show now. So. Squid Game vibes, but you're you're competing to, to survive
2: and kill each other uh, for for TV stardom. Let it die is not sweary, right? Which one is Let it die? That's Let
1: um... it die is. Um, I'm trying to. I don't think it was Grasshopper manufacturer. It might have been that did that, but that's the one with the the guy who's like, "Hey, I'm Uncle Death. I'm a Grim Reaper on a skateboard, and it's free to play and really
2: good." It's Grasshopper, so that's Suda, isn't it? That's Suda Fifty One. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: All right.
0: Cool. Um,
2: uh, and then I, I saw yeah, Death Store is now coming to PlayStation, which I think Chris, yeah. that's still one of your games My of the favorite year, games right? of
0: the year, man. Oh, Fast Elda with Dark Souls quality.
2: There's a um, Bug Snacks free expansion yeah, coming, the, the Isle of Big Snacks. Big snacks. I see what <laughs> they did there. That's...
1: Um they also had a, a trailer for something called uh We Are O F K and it's like a a band biopic for what may or may not be an actual indie band. But The first few lines of the trailer I thought were really funny. So if you haven't seen it, uh, I'm going to play it for you now.
5: War. War sucks. In a world (laughs) full of war, where war is, um, just doesn't have anything to do with politics or race or imperialism. Out there, we look to each other and to our thick arms. You done? And you're like, how did they get them that thick? Is this like an alternate reality where <laughs> arms are just that thick, or are they robot arms? Our last hope is arms. <laughs> just
1: reminds me of one like, of Justin Roiland's improvised di- uh, monologues on Rick and Morty.
2: <laughs> what were the other big announcements from this thing? I saw there's a new Star Ocean coming, right? Like, yeah, a new uh...
1: Star Ocean. Um, yeah, trailer for Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach. Um, the, the big, like, ending one was something called Little Devil Inside, which looks very twee,
2: but, uh, also kind of neat. Um, sort of of like, Tim Burtony thing going on with it. I don't know if I'd say
1: Tim Burtony. It, it kind of makes me think of like, you know, uh, some, something very English where it's, it's like the, the first scene that they show is like, Oh, you're, you're getting on the train to ride over to, to Cornfield Street and to meet with, this, this professor to figure out what you're supposed to be doing and you're like some sort of monster hunter, but, uh, it's like a, a horror themed adventure that you're going on and it, it looks, it looks kind of neat. But yeah, the, the character designs and overall presentation are just very twee. All right.
3: It looks like a diorama or something. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit.
2: Speaking of twee, uh, Eric Barone, aka Concerned Ape. We knew he was teasing his new game. It is now officially announced. We have a title. It is called Haunted Chocolatier. Hmm. Um S- I mean- t- Timothy Chalamet. It, yeah, it, dude. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, it, uh, it looks like Stardew Valley. Like, I don't know what, what else to say. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it looks like he, he got a little bit uh, better maybe, you know, with the, with the 2D pixel look, but it is straight up a Stardew Valley looking thing. I think the thing that's setting it apart though, is sort of the setting. You know, Stardew has, like, a couple kind of supernatural elements to it and weird occurrences, and I think he, he was basically saying this game really leans into that. He, he was saying, like, if Stardew Valley is, like, the sun, this is, like, the moon, hmm. and uh, there's, like, fantastical, magical, haunted ghost chocolate. You had me at ghost chocolate, guys. <laughs> you. Just... One of my favorite things from coming to America. <laughs> Uh, but here's his quote. Chocolate represents that which is delightful. The haunted castle represents the allure of the unknown. The ghosts represent the imprint of the past. All of these things are important. Uh, however, don't think for a moment that because this game features ghosts and a haunted castle, it's an evil or negative game. On the contrary, I intend for this game to be positive, uplifting, and life-affirming. However, if Stardew Valley mostly channeled the energy of the sun, Haunted Chocolatier channels the energy of the moon. Both are vital. More important than all that, I just want to make a fun game. He does not talk like this, by the uh, way. Yes, Eric these, Grone does this not... is
4: delicious!
1: I am <laughs>
2: Calypso.
1: <laughs> these ghosts are positive ghosts. They will bring children closer to the light of Islam.
2: I, dude, normally I'd read something like that and be like, wow, that is some pretentious schlock, but I love Stardew Valley, so I will definitely be playing whatever this is whenever it comes out. If you remember the history of Stardew Valley, though, he worked on that game like 10 years, so yeah. Hmm. I'm not saying it's reusing the Stardew assets, but boy is it borrowing from those Stardew assets, so hopefully that will speed the process along a bit, because... He, he made that game by himself. Like people always talk about like Undertale is one guy. Like no, Stardew Valley was truly like, yeah. c- concerned ape by himself. Yeah. Like, anyway, uh, Crazy. Saber Interactive are working on a quiet place game.
1: I already don't talk in video games. This is not
4: very threatening. <laughs> <laughs> but
2: I, but I but I do cry when I see a space shuttle break. I mean, yeah, you just you just got to skip the cutscenes and you'll be fine in this game, yep, right? Yep. There's no fucking talking. Well, whatsoever. Just
1: every dialogue <laughs> option, pick the three dots. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what was the game? Was it not the messenger? What's the one where if you cut off the dialogue it actually affected the the game? We uh, Um
1: Katana's Zero?
2: Katana's Zero. Yeah, yeah. Katana's Zero. know. was worst that. nightmare. <laughs> so yeah, I I don't know that this is coming out to tie in with that Quiet Place sequel, but it's uh it's on the way. I mean, Saber kind of known developer, they've done a lot of different stuff. Um and then uh that So sorry, those two items were my spooky no news and now I'm into the non-spooky news. Sort of spooky if you count Ghostface Killer. We may never get a Def Jam game or another Def Jam game, Boom. but Xbox is rumored to be working on a Wu Tang RPG. Okay, I I am listening. <laughs> yes, I am listening as well. Um, yeah, it's it's based. It's a new game based on the Wu Tang Clan. You know, hip-hop group featuring folks like The RZA, Ghostface mm-hmm. Killer, Method Man, etc. Et
0: it's et alarming to me. They have like a multi-season fictional show about them, don't they?
3: I'm watching it on Hulu and it's actually really good. I hear it's great, but I'll never ever... <laughs> I would have been all
0: over that like 20 years
3: it's, ago. It's, it's like produced by The RZA and kind of like written by The RZA. So it's like, here's a dramatized version of literally how they started.
4: Mm. And it's yeah.
3: actually really interesting. It's really well done. And they use all their music and stuff. But a lot of things they reference in the show you can look up online. Like there was stuff that he had like a solo career before that went terribly wrong. They marketed him as something like they put him out as as a rapper called Prince Rakim, and they parodied this video in the show that you can look up online that they actually made him make. So there's like a lot of nods and stuff you can actually look up. I'm getting sold. I'm getting sold. Goddamn.
1: Wu Tang hasn't had a game like since Shaolin Style on PS1. So that is like right. Four generations yeah. of consoles that we haven't seen them on.
2: And this game yeah. is, is supposed to be third person fantasy RPG. It's hmm. gonna have seasonal content, so it's gonna be like a live game. Couple dozen hours long is what they're saying. It's gonna be melee combat focused. It's, it's codename is Shaolin. And you, if you know anything about Wu Tang, yeah. like their fascination with kung fu movies, makes sense. It's gonna have up to four player co-op apparently. Um, but here's, here's the interesting stuff is the folks working on the game. Uh, is it's it's Brass Lion Entertainment, which is a new studio focused on fictional universes that center on Black, Brown, and traditionally marginalized characters. Um, but here, the the folks working on it, it's very interesting background. It was founded by uh, Manveer. I'm hoping saying his name right. Air. Uh, he was the lead designer on Mass Effect Three. Uh, Brenna Dabby Smith, who worked on Def Jam Vendetta and Sleeping Dogs, uh, and then Rashad Reddick, who worked on um, Elder Scrolls Skyrim and Fallout Three. So some good chops there at the studio. I was listening to Wu Tang Clan today, so I'm excited for this. Hell man. Like yes,
0: I, like Luke Cage. I only listen to the clean uh, Walmart version. Sure, yeah. <laughs> when I really fuck people. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to mess with. Uh-huh, I don't mess with. All I'm saying is it would be a triumph if they were able to release this game. Uh, one of the levels would be Gravel Pit. What yeah,
0: else? That's a good, uh, that's a good headline. Yeah, there he goes. Yeah. I, I, I got all kinds of references. I will kill a bee there. There,
5: <laughs> there could be as much as
2: 36 chambers full of DLC. Right. right. Wow. right. And you know they're not going to mess this up because as we all know, Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Mm. So and I
0: will sew your asshole shut and, <laughs> <pre-ordering. laughs> you. and keep pre-ordering, keep and keep feeding you. you. That's <laughs> the rule. <real laughs> um,
2: and then the last bit of news. This is what Chris was mentioning earlier. That Switch Online expansion uh, launch has been, let's just say, rocky so far. Um Rocky for what? For what it's supposed to be. Mostly the N sixty four games apparently having mm. all kinds of technical. Lag issues uh, I There was a clip on Twitter I sent these guys A lot of sound garbling issues <laughs> So I, I'm a sucker And I bought this Like I knew I would Because it includes That Animal Crossing DLC And this is only $5 more So might as well just get I, this I would pay
0: more money For there to never be Animal Crossing DLC Oh stop <laughs> mm-hmm. But I um
2: <laughs> I, I only have tried out some of the Genesis games, and those all worked fine for me. I have not tried any of the Nintendo. I I, N- I thought N64. I saw something
0: about input lag, but I don't know if that was applied to the Genesis. I think it's just the online functionality of the Nintendo 64 games, which... Well,
3: I keep seeing people being mad about not being able to remap buttons, I think, for like N64 yes. games.
4: Mm.
2: Yes, Yeah,
0: because the Sega yeah. stuff isn't ideal, I think, especially when you get the six-button stuff.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I so I, yeah, I was playing the Sega stuff just on a pro controller. Worked great. But yeah, the N64 games are, the, are apparently the ones, which is like, okay, so wait, you got all your competitions games? <laughs> fine, those are ported over fine, but you can't get your I own I bought my like,
0: competition! The fate of the Sega Genesis is in my hands.
3: You know, some of the N64 games, like the C buttons had different functions, and I think they're mapping the C buttons to one of the analogs on the Pro Controller or yes. The Joy-Cons.
2: Yes, It's a fucked up controller. It's really tough to map that controller because, yeah. like you said, the C buttons were face buttons that some games use as face buttons, but other games use them as directional navigation buttons. Yep. And so, right. Yeah. Yeah. And,
0: and, and that's – Sega was playing an odd gambit there, so it's, like, not entirely Nintendo's fault, you fucking yeah. weirdos. Yeah.
4: You,
0: you must – a 6-button second controller I, I prefer to two shoulder buttons. I really do.
2: The, but I don't think it's the Genesis games people are having problems with. I think it's just the I, N64 I the 64 games. 64. Yeah.
0: The the yeah. net play which is emba- which is embarrassing because all of this has been worked out for 10 years. Yeah. And Nintendo couldn't do it at launch and I'm and, and I wouldn't even shit on them, but if it were any other company, Microsoft, well, and not a Halo game. Uh, this would be fixed
2: in five days, but since it's a Nintendo, it could be a year. Uh, the, one one of the other issues I saw is, um, they didn't emulate the expansion pack for N64. So, so the, wow. some of the functionality that used to open up, like saving ghosts in Mario 64 or whatever is not there. Like you, you can't, you can't do certain things that the expansion pack let people let you do before. And so it's, uh. It's just weird omissions like that with the stuff that, I by the make way, make a like, phony feel-good
0: story about racing my dad's Mario Kart ghost? Ugh.
2: <laughs> but, Free like, order it's stuff that, like, the, the community, the emulation community, figured out, like, decades ago at this point. Like, they're... They haven't figured that out. It's... Nintendo should be a company that makes a ton of money off nostalgia, and they do.
3: eShop, maybe? Like... Why was an eShop not a thing with the Switch? I don't. Think,
0: I, like, I, I think I think if they did an eShop, they would have had to justify like, how come I need to buy this game on the again. third generation of consoles where my 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 purchases don't transfer over? Oh yeah, true. And so instead, like we're Netflix. If, if yeah. Netflix had four things on it,
6: and
3: <laughs> oh, like like we mentioned earlier, you know the subscription model like uh, yeah. Game Pass, but it, not done with the same. I, I would. I would pay. How much would
0: you pay for ev- even everything Nintendo had legal access to sell for a, access to their catalog? It's like it, like how much would you pay? I I don't know if there's too much money t- for them to charge for such a service, especially but if they did not right. Yeah, their know? fucking trickle of the, the, their trickle of content is so annoying.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: So annoying. Um. I hope you like Winback because that's on here. That'll that'll be Ooh,
3: that'll be great. one
0: eighth of your service. <laughs> the, the service we provide you. I'm sorry. I'm just bitching. Dude, they also
3: um, got Genesis and 64 games, and still no Earthbound. And how much do they get blown up about <laughs> Earthbound requests?
0: Yeah. The one eShop game that broke the 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 price barrier and charge. They charged a 12.99 for
5: instead oh, 3DS, of seventy
0: nine? Yeah. Yeah. And I I bought it on two systems. And I, I am not entitled to download that game on any other Nintendo platform ever in my life. If they were to release it, so (sighs) it's weary.
2: It's it's a hard recommend at at this current price, thirty dollars. Unless you're like me and you were going to pay twenty five for the Animal Crossing DLC on its own, paying you get that included with the service. So paying five dollars, I I seriously
0: only want those controllers.
2: I, I feel which, like they'll even be valuable. Those are an extra charge, right? Like, and they're not cheap. Yeah. Like the N sixty four controller is fifty dollars. Just I know, 20%. but if
0: you remember how that worked before, you couldn't buy the classic controllers unless you were a subscriber to this service.
2: Yeah, yeah that's how it's always worked. You yeah. still can't. Like you can't. Yeah. You can't get the NES ones or the SNES one. Which to me, that's the best one and that's the cheapest one. It's only thirty. So get that one. Get the SNES controller, man.
3: And I think the Genesis controller, you can get a six button version, but only if you get it from Japan. Yeah.
2: Yes, it's in the U.S., it's the three button. It's weird because it's like, yeah, we're getting the inferior version of the controller even. What the
4: fuck, dude? Mm, Yeah.
2: Mm. Mm. Anyway, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's unfortunate, but uh, that is all the news that is fit to play, assuming it's not having buggy emulation problems.
1: All right. Well, let's move on to the community segment, which is always a segmenting our community. Last week's question of the week was, what do you think is the best animal companion type in games? Uh, Anthony, you weren't here last week. Do you have a preference when you have to have an animal companion? What do you like it
3: to be? I gotta, I gotta go with the dogs. And there was two games I thought of that I hadn't thought of in years after I heard y'all talking about this. Um, Dead to Rights, I think it was called. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I remember Dead to Rights out of randomly, but also, do y'all remember a game called Shadow Dancer from like yep. Sega? Yes. Yeah, it sure.
1: was like one of the Shinobi games.
3: Yeah, a ninja with a dog, and it's the first two games I thought about, so i got to go with the dog as, like, the best companion. Yeah. Cool.
1: Well, uh, you weren't alone, but the first responder on com was Shaquille Oatmeal, who says, <laughs> My favorite animal companion has has got to be Yoshi. I've loved him since I first saw him in Super Mario World. I think that he is a great character concept-wise, and he just feels really good to play as. The fact that his games are so fun to play still just proves even more that he's the second best Mario character, after Luigi, of course.
0: He he, he is the uh, character I play as in every Mario Golf, Tennis, even Cart game. I always like, eh, Yoshi will be good. I got him. Love him. e Hyundai says, says, uh, my friend and I have been playing Baldur's Gate 3, Early Access. I'm playing a Dwarf Cleric, and he is an Elf Ranger. Because what's more classic than that? Uh, as a ranger, he can summon a wide range of animal companions, familiars, uh, slash familiars, ranging from an adorable crab <laughs> familiar to a giant <laughs> direwolf companion. The other night we were, uh, at our, at our camp about to, to long rest when we decided to goof around and use up our remaining spell slots with a uh, little duel before bed. He summoned a frog, familiar to, uh, to try and poison my character when I noticed that uh, when I right-clicked on it, it gave me the option to throw the frog. So I <laughs> threw it at his face, and it died on impact. Uh, uh, that gave us a good laugh, so we spent the next 20 minutes throwing cats and spiders at each other, all the while laughing our asses off. The sound of a cat, parenthetical, the sound of a cat uh, hurling through the air into a man's face. Is comedy cold? Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Okay. Cat in my head! Uh, so in short, my favorite kind of animal companions are the kind you throw. <laughs> uh, you gotta shout out, uh, Sir Laura from Larian Studios' previous title, Divinity Original Sin 2. If you don't know, he is the squirrel knight atop a skeletal cat steed who accompanies you through the entire game and believes himself to be the true hero of the story. Bam. Wow. <laughs> mm.
2: And, uh, finally, oh no. Oh god, no. Oh god, no. <laughs>
5: This is Snackson Jackson. Oh, Hallow’s Eve approaches. The sounds of bloody tears echo throughout the halls of VGA. And once again, Snackson Jackson rises from the depths to feast. Snackson Jackson's favorite animal companion is Yoshi. Snackson Jackson relates to his unending hunger. But the true question in your mortal hearts is, Who will voice Yoshi in the Mario movie, Wonder No More? For Snacks and Jackson is the true casting director for the Mario movie. That's right. Snacks and Jackson has joined forces with Michael... This bit goes on too long, guy. Look, if you're going to write Snacks and Jackson, make it's, it snap.
1: It's a video response at this point.
5: <laughs> yes. Uh, Snacks and Jackson has joined forces with Michael's arch nemesis, Seth Rogen, to feast on the smoldering remains of your ruined childhoods. Now I'm just doing Andre the Giant from. Um, here.
6: From and what a feast here. it shall
5: be for everyone's favorite animal companion, Yoshi, will be voiced by none other than Notorious Turf, Sandy Hook Truther, and voice actor extraordinaire, Ronda Rousey, wow. Circuit Mortal, Mouhaha <laughs> Snapson.
3: Wise from your grave. Wow. Wow, when did Ultimate Warrior write in? <laughs>
6: Anybody want <a> peanut?
2: <laughs> I feel like we have to explain if you guys don't know who yeah. Snacks and Jackson is. Look up the arcade machine. Yes, and oh it is god, a horror shit uh, show.
1: He is a clown with an extending neck who eats uh, snack food in like a sort of 3D pong game that is absolutely terrifying. That uh Electronic Gaming Monthly Sean Baby once described as what Hitler sees when he closes his eyes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the, the opposite
3: of Carl Weathers. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: On the official later Time community on Facebook, Philip Longette says, My favorite animal companion is the jaguar in Far Cry jaguar? Primal. The best Far Cry game, don't at me. <laughs> They auto tag enemies and other animals on your mini-map. You could also have it target things
2: and take them down stealthily for you. Big cats are awesome in Far Cry games. Cannot mm-hmm. disagree with that. Although, I've never played Primal. That's the one Far Cry oh, I have man, not played. i man, you love Primal. Lots of big cats in that game. Yeah, you, you can craft stuff out of sticks. Speaking <laughs> cats, Anthony, will you read the next one?
3: Kelly Ryan says, I mean, you guys know me and my typical video response. I can't help it. I love cats. Oh, I blame... I'd blame the toxoplasmosis or the estrogen, but the reality is that I'm a basic cat-loving bitch. You want me to buy your game? Tell me you get a cat that follows you around. You want to get me to spend money in a microtransaction? Put a damn cat that follows me around in it and you will have my money. Cats are my kryptonite. But I will say, one of my favorite game companions of all time is the sword familiar from Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Nothing brings a smile to my face like that sword going slice and cutting someone. So handy for those areas with Medusa heads. Until a Castlevania lets me have a cat, that is my answer. Take care, guys. I hope Chris is feeling better.
6: more oh, love. Ah. I'm going to talk like Andre the Giant for the rest of the show.
1: <laughs> oh, do you want to read the answer Is Andre the Giant? <laughs> I certainly
6: do. Jesse Moore says, is a bob an animal? Because if so, it would be fun to be a boy and have a pet bob. <laughs> The Bob to turn into all sorts of things of funny things if I felt it, Joey Boons now and do your
2: uhwie
6: i like gotta make my tongue smaller when I do that um
0: uh, me, 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 are they the same voice oh, it's a, it's no. a
3: very similar voice. <laughs> the realization oh, no. hitting him.
0: Oh, no, my shtick is becoming so clear. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's a very similar voice, just saying.
6: Hulk Hogan swam me, and I died one day later. It's if, if, like he said. I just spit all over me. My... <laughs> <laughs> M- Mega Man? Hulk Hogan really swam me hard, M- Mega Man? Swam me hard, and M- <laughs> M- Mega Man, and I, I, I died after Hulk Hogan swam me. The first man to ever swam me. I am the Dread <laughs> Pilot Wabbit.
1: It sounds like an early 80s Atari arcade voice. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I just keep uh, thinking, uh, Thank you for
6: playing was <laughs> within.
3: Wise from your grave. Uh. Wise from your grave. <laughs> 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 All right.
1: New question of the week. What game series needs a Halloween-themed level or mission chain? I'm going to say Watch Dogs. They already did a pretty good surprise haunted house in the DLC for Watch Dogs Legion, um, but I think that's something that sh- they should visit more deliberately in their real world, not in like a simulation. And uh yeah, introduce you to like a haunted house or something. Uh, with uh scares that react to and or can be manipulated by your phone, I think that might be kind of neat uh there's there's all sorts of potential there um but what do you guys think
0: I think I think I stand by what I said before. I would love to see Mega Man revisit his levels of the first let's say three games, but they're all haunted Halloween themed. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's like nice. you're,
1: you're revi- when you revisit uh, those areas of uh, like SR388 or ZBs or whatever in, in Super Metroid, and everything's yeah. all like. Yeah.
0: Everything's really gross and twisted. And like Ocarina of and,
3: Time before yeah. and after. Yeah. yeah. Like
1: yeah. You, you go through and it's like, hey, remember when I fucked this place up? Man, nobody yeah. cleaned up after me.
6: Something <laughs> evolved to suggest a world where there is no God. And,
2: I got one that uh that's already done a holiday motif one time. Uh they did Christmas, but Dead Rising. Dead rising, uh, doing Halloween. There'd be there's lots of fun possibilities they can play around with there. The anytime you can get if zombies in costumes that you're chopping to bits with random cool ass weapons uh that that's going to be a good time so yeah uh have the next dead rising game be based during halloween time and uh you can even get a little bit of like is that an actual survivor human being or is it a zombie don't know cuz they're all wearing costumes
3: i love that hmm. i keep thinking of stealth games and i don't know if this i played two or three of these games there might have been a level but if not hitman
4: Hmm.
2: Where
3: maybe there's a Halloween thing, but you can have different costumes, and the different costumes give you different access areas.
2: I love that idea.
3: I don't know. I've played two or three Hitman games. I don't know that I remember seeing one. Think of the
2: suburbs it. level from the recent Hitman 2. But hmm. fucking make that Halloween. Yeah. You're on to something, dude. You're, you're basically
1: turning into Michael Myers with one specific victim in mind. Yes. Then
3: if, if you want to even flip it, I was thinking you could do like if like a Metal Gear game had a... A, a level where Snake has to get oh, different outfits. Splinter Cell.
4: <laughs> Splinter Cell.
3: Something where depending on what outfit you have, you have different interactions, and 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 you know Kojima will take it to a level where you're wearing a chef outfit, and everyone responds yeah. to you as a chef or whatever. Hmm. Was that the it clown just
2: fultoning up in the middle of the sky, <laughs> just disappearing? Just That's
1: imagining Cosmiller Miller saying, "Happy Halloween,
3: boss."
2: You'll quote <laughs> too. I'm now going to
3: tell you my recipe for Halloween birds. Okay, wait, I'm now needing subtitles for Chris. I could translate <laughs> up until just now. Right.
6: <laughs> yeah. me on the home. Okay.
1: What game do you think needs a Halloween themed level or mission chain? Let us know. Go to VidCon. Costume game. Quest. Costume Yes, that totally needs Halloween themed <laughs> DLC. Um, go to com. answer to the comments <laughs> for episode 443 alternately you can visit the official laser time community on Facebook there'll be a thread there where you can answer or ping us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse and we will collect the answers and read the best ones on next week's show anyway that has been our show let's go to some plugs uh, once again Anthony tell them where to find you
3: uh, I am on Twitch and I on Twitter as Bruce Wayne Brady and on Twitch I <laughs> I'm uh, playing through Symphony of the Night for the first time right now. I uh, tried Well, I was kind of doing it for spooky season, but I play just a lot of different stuff, but yeah, first time we're on Castlevania at the moment. So, uh, you can catch me streaming games on Twitch and yell at me on Twitter about whatever the spooky season games I should play next that I haven't tried yet. Awesome. Chris. Oh,
0: 302010 and and a bunch of bonus stuff coming this week patreon.com slash laser time and a new Halloween episode coming out thanks to Maddie Dave and Frameworks Tony Wilson wow, um, yeah. the
5: SNL
2: boys as we call yeah
0: them. It, I, I, it's the first time ever like this has gone on so long we should just do the rest next year
2: yeah and- <laughs> Yeah, I, I went overboard <laughs> with the notes but uh, it, it is not surprisingly but very fertile ground SNL does Halloween right uh, and there was I think there was a few sketches that were first time you were ever hearing him Chris and you were like this is fucking oh, yeah. amazing like what where is this coming from like real, for, real yeah. forte I'm a sex offender <laughs> uh, oh, it, what was the one no it was the uh, the Frankenstein sketch you'd never seen with uh Oh my god
3: Bill oh, Hartman
2: No 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 uh, what's his name shit um, uh, Bill Hader Bill Hader as Frankenstein just oh. he's like average guy but, yes. but he's like, okay, now you guys are just being dicks to the town. Dracula <laughs>
0: told you that. <laughs> <Yeah. I'm> like,
2: <laughs> <laughs> Jason oh, Sudeikis says house. Dracula. Like, Ooh. nah no, nah, guys, I'm Dracula. I got the widow's p anyway, it's a good Ooh. sketch. But yeah, that's uh that's on laser time. Um yeah, uh that's what I was gonna plug, and so you might as well just check me out on Twitter at Maddie C Allen. Nice.
1: Well I don't have a Twitch, but I do have a podcast. You may have heard of it. It's called Game Apocalypse. You can what? visit it online at Vidigame or on Twitter, at VG Apocalypse once again. And you can follow me personally on Twitter, at Wikiparas, that's W-I-K-I-P-A-R-A-Z. And I'll sometimes say funny things.
6: Guaranteed to get in a fight with Seth Wogan. That <laughs> just happened for months,
1: <laughs> and it was very one-sided. Uh, <laughs> anyway, that's been our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. Happy Halloween! We'll see you next week.
3: Boom. wu <laughs> do this nice,
4: nice.